bitches. Hello everyone, it is June 11th on a rainy, rainy day in New York City. Uh, it's kind of, kind of sucks outside. Oh man, there's a song, a Dream Theater song that pretty much says what you just said. It is a rainy, rainy, rainy day. No, 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 well, it's raining, raining on the streets of New York City. Oh, well, it's like, you, you know, for the past, uh, week, I would say at least, it's been... It's been nice and sunny, and, <laughs> nice and, and very, sunny. very, very. Well, I'm, I'm talking about appearances, oh. and then very, very muggy and hot. <sighs> and today it's just gray and gross, and maybe that's a welcome change, but it doesn't oh. look pretty. It does not look pretty at all. Um, but like I said, we don't talk about the weather. We talk about games. Why? Because that's what we do in games we trust. What's up? Try Games at Net podcast. I'm your host Austin. That's your host Al. Yo. What's up? Uh, and everyone just gained a level in my game, and yeah. I shouldn't be playing while I'm talking about it. It's okay because I'm so into, I, I'm so 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 familiar with this stupid game <laughs> that I could probably play it without really paying attention to it. So we all know what the deal is. E3 happened mm-hmm. uh, sure this did. past week, but while you're listening to this, that means that it happened last week. Because I'm sure I'm not going to get this up before Tuesday. Also, uh, I want to apologize for the last two weeks. I completely forgot to update the RSS feed after I uploaded the episodes. And uh, people probably thought there were no episodes, and there really were. They, they were up on the server. And the website had the description up there, but I just didn't upload the RSS feed. So um, if this episode seems like it's coming too fast, uh, it's not. Just an idiot. Right on time. With the RSS. Well, it, it, it might not be right on time. It might be late, because, you know, who's editing it? Me. Um. <laughs> But whatever, and I'm going to saunter into the mailback really quickly, but while I do that, um, actually no, before I go into that, obviously we're going to talk about E3, we're going to talk about the big three publishers. I didn't get a chance to watch the Konami, EA, or Ubisoft press conferences, Al, I don't know if you did. I didn't see any of them. Um, okay, but uh, I mean, I think I think the bigger, well for me at least, the bigger thing here is um, the console hardware. Makers, yeah. the, the, the console makers, yeah. The console makers, so we'll, we'll talk about that. The few things that I've been fooling around on my 3DS... Um, much needed stuff, and this email is just not loading up for us. Uh, I will switch to Firefox. But in the meantime, before I get to my 3DS non-woes, well, sort, well they weren't really woes, it, t- it turned out fine in the end. What were your woes? My woes? Well, I was woeing over contact, and I finished it. Whoa. Did you hear Whoa. me? Whoa. Yes. You did? That's why I said did woe a second time. On the on, on the airwaves hear me? <sighs> Whoa. Yeah, I finished contact um, about 18 hours very, very, very weird, weird, but that was to be expected game, you know. Um, the, the the plot, it just seems kind of weird. Didn't I just say that? Yeah. because Is it weird? It was weird. Because it just, it ended very abruptly, and I don't know if it's because, uh, you know, there's a post-game, but I don't think that there's any, like, story in the post-game. I think it's just... You can fight extra things, you know, how most other post-games go. There's, there's stuff that's unlocked, you know, there are things that you can fight, and then you have the ability to level up your your traits to maximum if that's what your thing is. Um, But the way the game ended kind of really, it was weird. It 
it off put me a bit. <laughs> but it was quite uh on the interactive point some for some of it. It was surprising to me how things kind of ended. But then they kind of completely like, you know, on, on the thin part of it, uh it was pretty cool. It left a couple of questions, but that's all right because they're never going to get answered. There won't be like you know a sequel, right? Or anything like that. I, I was going to say, I was going to say, were they just like, oh, we forgot to answer this, or they're like, guess what? There's going to be a sequel. Oh no, no, kind no. Of... It was just um, you know the way the story ended. Um, they didn't really wrap certain things up. Um, gotcha. And it was it was messed up, but but it's fine. I, I I've dropped it and I've moved on. <laughs> um, so now on my portable front, I'm playing uh, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Shadow Wars. Six word. Oh, 3DS. Yeah, I'm finally playing a 3DS game religiously from start to finish. <laughs> and um, I uh, I'm on chapter one still. I'm playing on Elite, and I actually just lost um one of the the missions that I was on because I really played it very poorly. Uh, I wasn't proactive enough in the beginning, and then I was a little too proactive, and I got somebody killed, and it ended right there. In an effort to make up for your for the lack of proactiveness, like before, you you're like, oh shit, I gotta I gotta make some moves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now I know um, the next time I do the mission, I'm going to really like go all out and put some people at risk that I can't afford to put at risk for the sake of making it a little easier later on. Um, right, and I've decided I'm going to get Ocarina of Time when it comes out on the 19th. Ah. There are two reasons. One is because uh, I really want to play Master Quest. I'm gonna I'm I want to dedicate myself to playing Master Quest, and since I don't have a Wii or a GameCube uh, handy, well, GameCube controller, I have a GameCube, but since I don't have that facility, I can't play at home. And on top of that, it's gonna take me forever to play at home. So it'll be a way for me to do Master Quest, say I finish Master Quest, and have that, you know, kind of like that notch on my belt, which is cool. Second, uh... Before you go on, wait, mm -hmm. just quickly before you go on, do you know if the Master Quest um, that they have in there... um, Do you remember the Zelda collection that they put out for GameCube? Yes. Um, Is that... um, did, didn't that have, like, a, a deluxe quest or a master quest or something like that? That one did not. There was another Zelda um, disc that came, I think, with Wind Waker, like a pre-order of Wind Waker or something, and that had yeah. Ocarina of Time and Master Quest. The Zelda collection only had original Zelda, Zelda 2, uh, Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask. Okay, so so the one that came with the pre... I, I, I mean... I'm I'm less concerned with what it came with and the fact that as I am with the fact that yes there was already a Master Quest out there. Oh yeah. Um I'm not really so, sure if the Master Quest that was originally released uh you know the Master Quest was actually a, a Japanese title and they brought it over here in that GameCube disc. I don't know if that mirrored the world. I know the one in the 3DS version actually mirrors the world, so everything is the Okay, other so one. so it's a so it's a different Master Quest. It's not just like hey we had this and we're going to port it over too. Right. Well, it's, it's it. I, they're doing that, but I think that in addition to just bringing over the Master Quest that already exists, they reverse the world. But then again, like I said, I don't know if they. Oh, I see what you. I see what you mean. Okay, I see Quest. what you mean. Yeah, yeah, I, I see what you mean. So, um, you know, 
being that, you know, when I actually, <laughs> when I played through Ocarina of Time that second time, uh, when I went through all the Zeldas, um, you remember that, right? Yep. Uh, I refused to play, <laughs> to play through the Master Quest right after Ocarina of Time because Ocarina of Time was just, it was just so long and such a, a, a very tough thing to do, even on GameCube, because, you know, it was the end yeah. of the It was just, it was tough yeah. for me to do. Um, so, I think that being that it's portable and the graphics get a little bit upscaled and there's going to be a little bit more of an ease in how the inventory works, I think I'll probably enjoy this experience a bit more. Yeah, than see that with the GameCube. That's why. That's why I. Um, that's why I would uh, go for it. Mm-hmm. Is because my experience playing Ocarina of Time was unfortunately too late in my life, yeah. where. You know, because I never owned an N sixty four until quite a quite a ways later. After you know, you could buy them for like forty bucks at GameStop used. Oh, I see. Like the one, the one after the the initial price drop. Right. No, the one that is sitting on my shelf right now is like circa two thousand and one. Like right, probably right before GameCube came out, Mm -hmm. or maybe even after. I don't know. I just know that I got it. I, I got it after it was long dead. Yeah, I think I got mine you know, and, and, when Ocarina came out. Because I was waiting for a Metroid game. And that never came right. out, but then I said Ocarina was good enough. Right. Um, and uh, <laughs> it's funny that you say Ocarina's good enough since everybody, like half the people listening to this except for except for maybe Pete. Well, I know definitely Pete, but I say maybe because maybe he's not listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he's busy with the zombie mob. Um, it, it would say, oh, how can you say that Ocarina is good enough? Yeah, yeah, best game ever. It's got 11 out of 10. Shut up. 11 out of 10. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, But, yeah, no, I would get it for the same reasons, because when I played it, finally, it was um, it was on GameCube. No, no, not even. No, it was, it, I put, I believe I put the GameCube disc in the Wii, and I played it that way, ah. um, because um. I wanted to use the classic controller, but I knew I couldn't because it was a GameCube game. Mm-hmm. But I and I'm not sure whether or not I ended up doing a stupid thing and re-downloading it via Virtual Console. I don't remember. Uh. I would remember if they had tied your Wii account to your Club Nintendo profile like it does with 3DS, but they didn't. So I don't remember. I'm sorry. I'm being bitter about Actually, their lack of know, internet savvy. Um, I think you do have a record of you do have a record of your Virtual Console games on your Club Nintendo account. But I don't recall ever being be, being given the option to link my Wii. Really? To I could be oh, no, wrong. No, no, that's new now. Linking your Wii to your Club Nintendo account—they just put that in. I just okay. An email so so or okay. So if I do a firmware update, I can do that. I think so. Or maybe not. Okay. Even firmware update. That's good. Shop. They're that good. Now. They yeah. They are figuring that out. Good. Yeah. Because now they're 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 like, oh wait, we have something that people can sign into. And right. a central location where all of their game data is stored. You know, I mean, right. Club Nintendo allows you to register your consoles and allows you to register, you know, allows you to register the games you purchased for Wii and DS and 3DS. Right. From but I wonder if I could, I wonder if I can still register my Wii because isn't the number on that stupid card that they give you and I, I threw away the box? No, the number or is I threw away all the on your console, the LU number. Okay. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Good, because then I would have been boned. Yeah, they, like they register you by your serial number, so that, that you don't have to worry about. Okay, that's smart. Okay. Um, well, anyway, moving on. Uh, the other reason why I wanted to get Ocarina 3D is because um, 
it's actually a twofold reason. One is I want the CD from uh, Club Nintendo. And two, I want the extra points because I in, I intended to buy it on the Club Nintendo site. And June 30th is when the um, the yearly cycle of elite status coin buildup ends. Oh. And I'm, I'm within 100 coins of getting platinum status. And I, I've been platinum status for the past two years. And I got to get platinum status this year. So what I'm planning on doing is getting Ocarina, doing some more of the post-play um, surveys. Surveys. And uh, I think there might be another Nintendo game that I may want to get, but probably not. So I'm probably going to wind up getting the bonus points from Ocarina and some post-play surveys, and then boom, I'll have my 600 coins for the year, and I'll get whatever the platinum prize is. Boom. Um, so boom. moving on from that, boom. I um, what have I been playing? I played some Sonic Four Episode One. Oh, great! How's that? It, it's it's weird. It's hard to enjoy. I mean, I'm pretty sure that you knew <laughs> that, but they just the Sonic is just not the same as he used to be on Genesis. Like Sonic walks extremely slowly in this game, and he runs moderately quickly. And in a lot of parts of the game, it just makes me feel. I don't know if it's because, you know, when I was younger and I was playing Sonic, Sonic Two, Sonic Three, uh, I didn't really have that serious QA mind. Ah, right. You know, looking yeah. in every nook and cranny. That's why it takes for me forever to like finish games, and I'm gonna continue that in, in a moment. But I can't really just blaze through uh, a Sonic game. Uh, well, Sonic Four Episode One. I, I just can't blaze through the levels because I feel like I'm missing something. But at the same time, that's my fault. I really should be blazing through the levels and just going with the flow. Uh, and I've tried doing that, but. Now I'm at the uh, casino zone, and well, I finished the casino zone. That was the last thing I did. And I'm at the labyrinth, which you know I hate water in Sonic games, so it's gonna be fucked up for me. Uh, oh. But in the casino zone, there. Well, you don't like swimming and then trying to catch the bubbles before you die. Uh, I've had very very bad memories of <laughs> dying in Sonic One when I was a kid uh, underwater, but. Um, in the casino zone, there are some areas where there's just bottomless pits, and it pisses me off because a lot of the bottomless pits are on points where you have to do like some slow platforming, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, it makes me upset at the same time because I'll gather like 300 rings, and I'll die, and that'll be the end of the level, so I can't get the 50 rings I need to go to the, the portal to get to the Chaos Emerald levels, which are just yeah. like Sonic 1, which are very annoying. I hated the Sonic 1 Chaos Emerald levels. Uh, Which one were those? Were those the one with the rotating... Yes, the rotating world. Or is that Sonic 2? Oh, okay. Sonic yeah, 2 is a good one with you know. the running through the I never, chasm. I never understood how those things worked, really. Like, I never... Like, I mean, I understood, but I was just like, okay, what I'm doing doesn't seem to be reflecting on the screen. Like, I, I don't... I can't, I can't control yeah, this. Yeah, it's you know? exacerbated in <clears throat> Sonic Excuse you, God. Exacerbated. I mean, I... It, it, it's all right. Because, you know, it's something that I know and I'm familiar with, but at the same time, I groaned when I saw it because I yeah, hate it. Yeah, and it's one of those, it's also one of those things that's like, dude, it's 2011. Really? Are you going to put this back on my plate? Well, you know? it's, I guess they wanted to do it to be retro. And maybe in episode two, if they do an episode two, um, maybe they'll do the, they'll throw in tails and they'll do the chasm run, which was excellent. The chasm run was the most entertaining 
Chaos Emerald thing there. I mean, it was better than Sonic CD, which Sonic CD had a, a pretty cool, like, uh, 3D-ish sprite scaling type of thing where you had to run. It looked almost like Mario Kart, like the way the ground uh-huh. looked and everything. And you had to run around this world and, like, step on some pads or whatever and get rings to get the Chaos Emerald. I think I remember that, yeah. Uh, I don't really remember Sonic 3's, um, but Sonic 2's, I think, was the best one. Um, well, let me see. While you talk, mm-hmm. I will look it up. All right. <coughs> so, um, yeah, I played that because uh, I got a, a PS3. Uh, yeah, after the podcast, I went to check out my PS3, and it would not stay on for more than, like, 10 seconds. I couldn't even get into the, da- the, the cross-media bar. And I said, fuck this, I'm going down to X-Cubicle, I'm going to find out what they could do for me. And I brought it down there, and they said that uh, if there's a console that they service that's problematic, that they'll just give me a, an even trade with a refurbished, straight-from-Sony uh, PlayStation for only $50 more than what I've already given them, which was, I think, like $130 or something. I had a discount. Right. So, Shit, they should do that for free, but, you know, that's just me. Well, yeah, but I think at the same time, it's like, you know, they have paid for those PS3s um, because they oh, bought yeah. them off of Amazon. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I got the the new PS, well, quote-unquote new PS3, gave them mine, asked them what they would do with it, and they said that they were going to um, probably just break it down for parts because there's probably something, like, on the graphics chip or something that's just not going to work. And even with their crazy ass high pitch fans, they work. So, um, <clears throat> wait does does the refurb have the crazy high pitch no. fan or it's, it's so uh, so now it is quiet? Yes, now it's quiet. And uh, I actually commented on that because I saw a, a Blu-ray movie last night, and I said, Evelyn, isn't it great to just be able to relax and watch Blu-ray <laughs> movie and it's all quiet with it, without it shutting down on you like an hour in? And That's funny. Oh. By the way, uh, the Sonic the Hedgehog three Chaos Emerald levels are, uh, you're you're on a 3D globe, ish um, type of thing. It's a, it's a behind the tails view, um, and when you turn left to right, it's like tank controls. Okay. Ringy dingy. God. Ringy dingy. Sing Manjit. Unclog your toilet or bathtub. No, Sing Manjit is some dude who keeps calling his number. <laughs> Sing Manjit. Manjit. Thanks. Thanks yeah. for fucking up my podcast. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, you're, you're running on a globe, and then like you're you're going, you know, left and right changes oh, your. Oh yeah, 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 with the balls, the blue balls or whatnot. Yes, the blue. Yes, the, the blue the balls. balls. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Um. Okay. <clears throat> yes, Sonic Two was the best. So um, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. I was talking about my PS3. So I um, <gasps> I. Didn't really play much of anything else, um, like no Blu-ray games or anything yet. Uh, I did in- download and install Infamous as part of the Welcome Backpack. Um, still kind of unsure as to what to get for the others. And <clears throat> oh, I need to redeem those things. Ugh. Mm. And I don't know when to start my 30 days of PlayStation Plus. I'm probably gonna have to do that soon before the offer expires. Do you know when the offer expires? No. They probably will tell you like a week before or something. Oh. Uh, let's see. That's 3DS. That's PlayStation. Um, my Wii doesn't work anymore. Oh, yes. What, what's that? Whoa. Uh, I went to, you know, I had a, my shift kind of 
my work shift kind of shifted. Ha. Uh, because on Tuesday, Zing. on Wednesday, I had a meeting, so I came in the afternoon. And so Thursday, I was home up all day, and I wanted to relax and play some Okami. I go to turn on the Wii, and it doesn't actually. <laughs> it just stays in Wii Connect 24 mode. And I go, what the hell? So I go up to the Wii to turn it off, and it's fucking burning hot. Ooh. And now I hadn't turned on the Wii in like weeks. It has been in the same place in the middle of the floor in my bedroom. And I unplugged it, plugged it back in, and it I would turn it on, but nothing would come on the screen. I'm like, what the hell? So then I said, well, it's probably just too hot. Let's let it cool down. So I unplugged it, room was AC, let it cool down, watched something on TV. It was fooling around in 3DS. And then I turned it back on, and it said, your system files are corrupted. See the troubleshooting Ugh. thing. And I'm like, okay, what the hell? So I look at the troubleshooting thing, and they say it has to be repaired. So I went through the moves, and uh, it's currently like at my job because um, it has to be sent FedEx around. And the guy in the shipping department said that he had to call it in, so it was gonna they were going to pick it up on Monday. Right. So within 10 days, I'll get it back. It's gonna cost me like just about ninety three dollars to get it fixed, Ugh. but now I can officially say that I've repaired a three sixty and then bought a new one, uh, repaired PS three and then traded that in for another one, and now I've traded in a Wii and hopefully I won't have to lose my Wii, um, right? Because I I like it. It's got a lot of good stuff on Virtual Console that I don't want to have to worry about. Um, yeah, I mean I heard Nintendo. I mean. I, I here's it the, the the kind of dichotomy that I've heard the, he, they because their online structure is so haphazard like and it's tied to your console you can't just buy a new Wii and redownload your shit exactly. so normal consumer it's annoying for a normal consumer to have to go and you know re I I guess I guess it's it's harder for someone to 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 recoup everything for a Wii than they than they could do this. Uh, wow, this is terrible grammar. <laughs> it's harder for a consumer to recoup everything on their Wii than it is for someone to recoup everything on their 360 or PS3 Correct. because of the hard drive and because of the online account. Right. But at the same time, if you send your Wii into Nintendo, they will actually sit there and like if they can't recover your shit, I heard that they will move, like they will try to find a way to move the stuff over mm. if they give you a new Wii. So it's kind of, I, I don't know, I guess it's kind of like, you know, you win some, you lose some. Yeah, you know Nintendo gives you good customer service when they get the thing, but it like their their infrastructure is shoddy and like yeah, you know what I mean. Like they leave every they leave everything to real customer service as opposed to you know making it easy for you to do what you need to do on your own. True, true. So I don't know I don't know if that's a good thing or if that's a bad thing, but like that just that does annoy me. Well, there's another good thing about the repair process for Nintendo. At least they give you a, a year con- uh, a year warranty with the repair. Right. I think Microsoft also gives you a year. But Sony only gives you three months. <laughs> Ridiculous. But well, they got so much shit that breaks on them, like TVs and stuff that they got. Yeah. Yeah. Like we can't afford to give you warranty. Uh. So finally, I uh, actually not even finally. Sorry, this is going to be a long winded. But I'm talking about different things, so deal with it. Uh. I finished playing the Duke Nukem demo, and oh boy, uh, there are some things Where that I have to change it? from what I said last week. Um. The Duke Nukem, the second level, is the only other level in the demo, is <clears throat> called Highway Battle, and you start out driving the Duke Nukem monster truck, 
and that's pretty interesting. Uh, it, it seems like it's going to be something where, like, when you get to a stage that involves you driving, you're going to be like, ugh. <laughs> because... Just exactly like that. Uh, I have to drive this piece of shit. Pretty much. And uh, it's it's not that great. It's like pretty much it? every other game that has, you know, a mode that doesn't really use the controls. You know, like a, a shooting game that has vehicle and the vehicle just doesn't really work so well. Um, Where is it? So uh, you drive the vehicle and whatnot, and then you hop this ramp. You know, fifty jump that big ass ramp. You fifty jump that big ass ramp. Then uh, 50, you run out of gas. Big ass ramp. Where is it? Uh, after you run out of gas. Oh, that hurts. The... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I said that hurts. <laughs> after you run out of gas, you hop out of the monster truck, and then you go on foot and you start actually playing like regular Duke Nukem. You get weapons, uh you have ammo, you gotta pick up ammo and stuff, you kill guys, da da da. You do get to reload. Um you have uh a lot of bullets per quote unquote clip, but um you do have you do have the ability to reload, which is cool. And um I, I well for a Duke Nukem game, I view that more as you have to reload. And that's not cool. Oh. Uh well, I think that it it adds a little bit of an element of strategy in a game that technically, if you didn't have uh you know if they, they went with that the classic quote unquote or old school mechanic of you have two hundred ammo and you don't have to reload until it's zero, it would make the game a little bit easier just with the fact that you know the enemies are coming at you and all you got to do is just run and gun. But now it's like run and gun and oh mind the fact that I can be vulnerable if. I don't do this right. Um, I know, but you're America's hero. You're never vulnerable. <laughs> yeah, as many baby. times as I died in that game. Uh, there's a, a part where a, a ship comes out, and you have to destroy it with a. Do you fight RPG. the ship? Yeah. It's a, you fight the ship, don't you? It's a spaceship. So you fought a spaceship, you fought a castle, and then... Oh, you come fought, like, on, boats. with the, the, the <laughs> buildings <laughs> and large vehicles that I've fought in my day. <laughs> um... Yeah, the, the 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 spaceship it has this like really strong. I don't know if it was rockets or if it was like a plasma beam or something, but uh, I died quite a few times fighting that. And then you go and you you go inside this cave. You wind up getting the gas, and you go back in a monster truck and you drive, and then that's the end of the demo. Um, it'd be awesome if you fought the cave. No, I did not fight the cave. I said it'd be awesome if you did. Oh God. Uh, so yeah. Uh, that is the end of the Duke Nukem demo, and I would probably... So it didn't crash your PC this time? No, it didn't. Um, and actually, when I started up the demo the second time, it um, prompted me to continue, which is good. So I didn't have to do the first level over again. Right. Okay, um, so that game is actually pretty good, but I probably won't get it for a long, long time. Uh, oh, well, sorry. But hey, at least it finally has come out after 12 years. You know what's funny about that? I was, you know, I was listening to the news uh, yesterday uh, while I was brushing my teeth, and the Duke Nukem release made it onto the news. And I'm like, since when do they give a shit? What news? It was like 1010 10 wins on the radio. 1010 <laughs> 10 wins talks about some crazy shit sometimes. I, it was just like, it was just on the regular news beat. It was just like, oh, it didn't blah, have blah, 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 blah. Or anything? 
No, no. It was just like, well, well I'm, I'm sure that that's why they talked about it, but, like, it wasn't during the stock. I don't know. It was just like, you know, blah, 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 and Bronx, something, something happened. And then, like, today, the new Duke Nukem game comes out, and it's been blah, 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 and they said something about the fact that, like, it's been in the works for, like, ten years. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, how did that, you know, like, how does that make... 1010 wins news radio. Like, hey, they, I don't think it's a I, bad thing. I, I don't think it's a good thing. I just think it's interesting that that actually made it. I was yeah. like, how, you know, how did that, you know, I mean, they talked about like, oh, Sony got hacked. Yeah, got that's hacked. what I was going to say. I, a lot of the times like, like, Sony got those, hacked, I heard about it on there. Yeah, and, and like, oh yeah, the, the Wii's online network got hacked, but there was nothing malicious because the, the hackers say they like Nintendo too much to do damage, which I find kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, yeah, that made it on there, but that's, to I, I guess that, that seems more news-ish to me because there is a possible like widespread um, detriment that could that could come out of that. Whereas Duke Nukem coming out is just Duke Nukem coming out. Yeah. it's like the only you know, significant I, is that it took forever. Yeah, it's like it's like as as if they were to say like, oh, um, the Star Wars trilogy is now out on Blu-ray. Yeah, it means thanks. Ten ten wins. Thanks. You know. I don't know. Anyway, As sorry. A quick aside, Continue. Um, <clears throat> the uh, <clears throat> the the hack shit continues, and Epic Mega Games, well, Epic Games now <clears throat> is uh, now the latest victim of fucking these hacks. What? Yeah. Uh, that was. What happened? Do tell. Let's see. Uh, reading it off of Kotaku. Uh, let's see. Oh, apostrophe Taku. Yeah, yeah. By apostrophe man too. Oh. Uh, Epic Games founder Tim Sweeney said in a letter to his customers that email addresses and encrypted passwords may have been obtained by hackers. The company has reset those passwords and informed the account holders via email. Thankfully, none of our websites ask for store or ask for or store credit card information or other financial data. Uh, stating, he writes in a letter assuring fellow game direct developers that the Unreal Developer Network was not compromised. So. Yeah, everybody's getting hacked by. I mean, no one's taking responsibility for this, but like, you know, this is ridiculous. Stop the fucking hacking. But anyway, yeah. Um, the final thing I want to talk about is uh, Infinite Undiscovery, which I was playing this morning and last night. Uh, after nine hours, I finished the first disc. I'm surprised. Really quick question: Did you listen at all to any of the uh, <laughs> any of last week's podcast when I posted it? Um, no, because I only really knew that the podcast was up since, like, you posted the RSS, because... Which it was just yesterday. Yeah, it was just yesterday. <laughs> yeah, your infinite undiscovery dirty mind tricks made it onto the intro and outro. Oh, man. It, it's it's crazy. Oh, oh, the way this feels. <laughs> and then Big Titty Girl. Well, that's the same thing. Right, I know. I'm just saying that those are two different sayings that oh, you put oh, out oh. there. So you have been enshrined along with your belching. Nice. In multiple episodes now, so be proud. Um, but about Infinite Discovery, uh, the story is is moving on uh, to be pretty mediocre. <laughs> it's it's gotten to that point. Uh, I guess this is not. It's like climax number one, uh, being that's the end of the first disc, and now everything is kind of uh, shifting. The things that you know you thought. I, I I'm being very vague, obviously. But uh, the the way the situations seemed to be with your party and who's who and whatnot has suddenly shifted, um, and I just have to say that like I wish that Square Enix and Trice had put a, just a little bit more effort into uh, 
changing the lip sync. I think they just kept like whatever lip sync they had in the Japanese version, and they just put English dialogue over it because most of the time these characters oh. do not move when One of those. the <laughs> English dialogue is going on. And I think that a lot of the the Japanese, <laughs> hmm? I'm just thinking of like an old kung fu movie. Oh man. And a lot of the Japanese um, culture, you know how they, they take the Japanese culture sometimes and they just transfer it over to America without localizing it? Yeah. A lot of the attitudes like that, <clears throat> the whole thing about the girl liking the boy, but she doesn't want to admit it. And so every time something happens, she gets jealous, but then when they confront her about it, she goes and just says another story about how that's not the case. Uh, for example... Remember us talking last week about uh, Faina and she would do anything for yep, yep, yep. Uh, Capel mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, anything. And she's like hitting yep, him. Yep. Uh, Aya's hitting him. And so then I play last night and you have dinner with them and Faina's talking to Capel about them, like Aya and Capel asking. She's just like asking questions about whether they're together or not. And so the conclusion goes that they're not really together and she thinks of Aya thinks of Capello as like a brother. So she goes, oh, a brother, huh? Well, that's good. And she kind of like says it under, the, under her breath. But then right after that, she goes, no, I didn't say anything. No, uh-uh, nothing at all. And it, that's like nothing. You don't do that in America. That's something that you kind of do in Japan. That that yeah. that attitude and the perkiness of Yeah, of all, the, all the Japanese people that I met when I were in Tokyo, they were exactly like that. Truth or? Uh, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck, really? No. Um, and so at, right after that, um, then they had this other thing where uh, that exact same, oh, I don't have any feelings for Capel, but then I get re- jealous happens. So silly. And Faina is like, please come back to me. Promise me you'll, we'll meet again. And then Capel goes, well, yeah, because, you know, you said that you would. And then Aya comes out and says, Capel, come on, let's go. So... <laughs> I am very bizarrely confused by all this. I, I feel like I need to see it in person, but then I feel like all the uh, all the typical like Japanese voice acting with American actors would just shoot me in the face. Yeah, a lot of the voice acting is, is it... pretty good. It's a lot better than Mortal. Oh, okay, then uh, what? It's a lot better than Mortal Kombat Dece- or Conquest Mode, Mortal Kombat Deception. Oh, that. It, okay, I thought you were talking about. That. I thought you were talking about the Mortal. No, Kombat. no, 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 no. The Mortal Kombat has some pretty good voice acting. Okay, that's what I was gonna say. I was like, eh? no. Uh, but yeah, they, they actually put expression in their voices and sometimes it's a little awkward, but most of the time it's pretty good. Yeah. And, uh, I'm just surprised to be on this too. Nine hours into the game. Surprised that you made it that far or surprised that it's that fast? I'm surprised it's that fast. I think this game is very short. Uh, oh, you know what? I'm being stupid. I'm thinking back old school on, uh, about like PlayStation games where they're on CD oh, and, it was and four nine discs. hours for a disc. Yeah, nine hours for a disc is typical. Yeah, no, this is a two DVD. But a lot of it is, and that was another thing I wanted to say. It reminds me of Final Fantasy uh, X, where mm. you do something, and then you have a long-ass cutscene, and then you do something, and you have a long-ass cutscene. Oh. Um, there's a lot of that in this game, but there's a lot of action in between the cutscenes, so I don't feel as annoyed as I did with Final Fantasy X. Okay, that's a good thing. Um, then, the earliest morning before I started playing Infinite Undiscovery, I played the Outland demo. That shit is fucking good. That that shit. Have you played Outland? No, that's by the same guys who did Dead Nation. Yes, right. The same guys. Because because I remember you were saying that they were complaining about like, oh, with the free game, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. You know that. Uh, yeah. 
Outland. Well, so what is Outland? It is a uh, an action platformer. Okay. And the story is, I don't really know. It's about like some dude <laughs> who a guy does this thing, who does stuff, man. With he's a thing, like, got to be a hero, but um, he has to. De- Thanks. That that. Yeah, that's... I know. It, it's <laughs> fucked up. I did not really pay attention to the intro enough to really be able to convey the story. But all I do know is that um, the character gets in tune with a hero from thirty thousand years ago, and. That hero from 30,000 years ago has the power to uh, change his element or his essence infinity to uh, light and dark. So, In a which world reminds where you Al of likes Ikuruga. time travel. Uh, so, you know, you can change yourself to light and you absorb light, but you get hurt by dark. But you can attack dark with well, – you can only attack dark if you are light. You know what I'm saying? Oh, wait. Wait, is this a – it, it's a 2D platformer, not a 3D platformer. It's a 2D right? platformer. Now I know what you're talking about. It's like a red. It's like it's like a red. It's like an Ikaruga platformer with red and blue instead of black and white. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. 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 And I've it, seen. I've no. I have not played that, but I've seen. I've seen the shit out of it. Mm-hmm. I think it's awesome. I, I played it, and I, I'm definitely gonna buy that game when uh, I have the time to play it. Like I, I still have to play Limbo. I have Limbo, and I have Trials. Bought them a while ago, and I still haven't played them. Uh, oh, but I really want to go through Limbo, which Outland kind of reminds me of Limbo in terms of its like art style. It's a little dark, little shadows and stuff like that. Like your character is basically just black and gold, and all of the uh, enemies are like black with a color. So in the real, I don't know if it's the real world, but the present time, everything is black and gold. But then when you go to thirty thousand years in the past, everything is black and red or black and blue, mm-hmm. and it's uh. It's really interesting. I, I I really like the art style. I really like the way the game feels. The the mo- the motion of the character in response to your controls. And I'm a sucker for like you know I'm a sucker for time travel games. I'm also a sucker for games that have wall jumps. Uh, mm. Ever since <laughs> ever since Strider for Nintendo, I've been uh, any game that has a character with a wall jump. I'm I'm in it. Just that's that's my game. And I I know it's silly. It's stupid. Bird. But that's me. Yeah, you stupid. So, um, I think I finished talking about all the fucking games I've played this week. I've played a lot of fucking games this week. And repaired a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately for you. Are you are you are you guzzling? Yes, I'm def- trying to finish my coffee. I I thought you were about to say something else. And I'm glad it wasn't what <laughs> you're gonna say. Uh, okay. I don't know what it was you thought I was gonna say, but Well, just think of the first syllable of coffee. Oh, and end it with the first syllable it's, of. Well, it's because of the way that it's because of the way that you said uh-huh. it. My um, my stupid ass fake ass Boston accent because I was watching Eviction and it takes place in Massachusetts. That was a bo- very 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 nice uh, Boston accent. Very, yeah, 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 very good. Wicked, very good. <laughs> wicked start. Make a wicked start. Um, I guess I have been continuing to be boring and play Final Fantasy IV on the PSP. And these enemies keep on casting silence on my engineer, which is stupid because he can't cast magic anyways. Excellent. So, like, they have, you know, there's no problem with that. Um, I um, so the two things that uh that 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 are that stood out to me in terms of uh some of the, I guess some of the enemies that I've been fighting or the bosses that I've been fighting. For anybody who knows this game well, um, Keinatsu is a complete pushover like anybody who remembers this game back from the super nintendo days know that 
Kinato is the water elemental fiend. And you roll up on him, and he's like, yo, they should have made me kill you instead of Scarmilione, or however the, however the fuck you pronounce it. Because, yo, he's he's a pushover, and I'm me, and I'm awesome, and I'll destroy you. And then you cast, like, Thundaga on him, and he's dead. <laughs> yeah, I remember Or maybe that. you cast it twice on him, and he's gone, right? Um, oh, I'm sorry. Back in the Super Nintendo days, it was called Lit 3. So you cast Lit 3 <laughs> on him, and he's gone. Um... And then, like, they made him slightly harder for the Game Boy Advance version. I'm sure they made him a little difficult on the on the PlayStation version. Um, they they made him pretty challenging on the DS version. And then back on this PSP version, it was like uh, the the fight lasted long, but he did, he he hit me once, and I think I I cast a spell on him, and I hit him with a couple of attacks, and he was gone. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, is this game really that much of a pushover now? Or am I just really that good? And it can't be that I'm really that good, because, again, this game kicks my ass on the regular. And then the Dark Elf, who, uh, again, is in another part of the game, that which I won't spoil how it happens, but, like, he, you know, on the original Super Nintendo version, that guy gave me trouble. And I'm not talking about, oh, he gave me trouble probably because I was young. No, I remember, I remember exactly what he did and him giving me trouble. And then playing him on all subsequent versions, he gave me a lot of trouble. Uh... I think in the PSP version, I I feel like I hit him, I hit him once with every melee character and hit him with a strong spell, and he died. <laughs> so that's barely like two rounds. Like I think I cast slow on him or whatever, and I'm like, this this is really 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 easy. What are they trying to do? And then like right now I'm in an area of the game which the DS version completely pummels you. It makes you get a treasure chest and then teleport back to town because you can't handle the shit. And you have to keep on teleporting back and teleporting back and saving and going to an inn and then going back. Um, and it was never this hard on previous versions, but it was pretty challenging. And on this one, I'm like marching through it like I'm a god. So I don't know what they did. I don't know if it's because they know that I've played, because uh, they specifically tailored it to me because I'm that important, <laughs> that, that, that they know I've played this game 27 times in my life. And they're like, we know that you're going to play it again before you get to after year, so we're just going to make it easy for you. But it's, it's almost too easy. Um, and it's, believe it or not, it's slightly disappointing, even the, even, even given the fact that I have less time to, you know, play, and that I actually appreciate the fact that I'm this far in the game without having to, you know, spend a lot of hours, at the same time, I can't kind of feel like, well, nah, you know, this is not that much of a challenge, and I feel a little bit, you know, it's a little sad that, you know... It, that, that it's come to this in my old age where I have to be thankful that something is this easy. <laughs> well, shit, um, that's like how I was saying. I'm a little bit thankful that I'm halfway through um, Infinite Undiscovered. I thought it was going to be a 40-hour game. Right. That's true. But, uh, you know, that's an interesting thing to point out. Um, and I can't remember whether or not we had previous conversations about... Ooh, my mosquito bites are going away. Uh, <laughs> we had previous conversations about, like, length in games. I'm pretty sure we did. Um, but... That is definitely, like, I'm on point with you there. I'm totally on point with you there. Um, but I would rather have a, I would rather have, like, and I'm not comparing it to your situation, but mm-hmm. I'm saying in general, uh, if I could have a difficult game that took me 20 hours versus an easy game that took me 20 or more hours, I'd rather have the difficult one just because, like, you know, like, by, by nature of this, uh, of the di- of the difficulty versus the content, like, it's probably 
not going to be like that much content, just challenge. Yeah, right? I, I completely so it's not, agree. It's almost yeah, like Ninja it's Gaiden. not twenty hours of slogging through something. It's like it's in reality, if you were like a master of games and was psychic and everything, it would probably only take you seven hours because it's so challenging. Mm-hmm. It expands itself into twenty hours. Ninja Gaiden. Um, but that's that you know that's the fulfillingness of it. Like Zack and Wiki will probably take me more time than it should because it's a type of game where you have to sit and think, mm-hmm. and that is. What you know? What I find satisfying about that game, um, I have to I have to say it. Ninja got in black. <laughs> yeah, it took me thirty yeah. hours to finish the game, but it's like a a five or seven hour game or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, I I mean I've been I've been playing that. Ooh, Peter Valucci tweeted a question. Very Aww, good. We have he... a fucking mailbag question. Um, I. Finally, you know, now that E3 is, is coming gone and like the the Nintendo the Nintendo 3DS eShop is up and everything, um, I finally downloaded the oh, so I'm stupid. Oh, you are. Yeah, that's it. Game over. <laughs> Fantastic. That's All right, a great you game. can reach us at no. Um, I uh I turned on my 3DS and I went to the system transfer option in my uh, settings menu. And I clicked on. I just kept on clicking through and clicking through, clicking through, because I was out, I was I was not at work because I work from home on Fridays. But I was working at the time, and so I wasn't paying attention to what I was clicking through. I was just like click, 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 click. And then it was like press transfer to 3ds on your DSi menu. And so I turn on my DSi and I see that nowhere. And I'm like, what? does it not work with a DSi Excel? What the hell? <laughs> Why? What, what the fuck? And so I turn off my 3DS and I turn it back on again. And this time I click through patiently and read all the messages. And they're like, "Oh, please download the 3DS transfer transfer tool on your DSI from the from the from the DSI uh, DSIware marketplace." I'm like, "Oh, mm-hmm. duh." Yeah, I I was going through my DS DSI Excel and, and like going through like the download play, thinking that I had to initiate something uh. there. And, and you know, so yeah, kids, read RTFM. Don't be stupid like me. <laughs> Uh, manuals, are, manuals, and messages are there for a reason, it, and you could get boned by like those legal disclaimers when you install software. Like, uh, you, you do not hold us responsible for installing spyware on your system, and no one, re- no one ever reads that shit. Yeah, and then they click. I agree. That reminds me of South Park, the episode they had with Apple, and Kyle had updated. It was, iTunes. it was a recent one, right? Yeah, it was recent. Kyle updated iTunes without reading the agreement, and the agreement said that. They at any time can uh, take him away and <laughs> and do a human centipede on him with an iPad and an iPhone. <laughs> so they did human centipede, and Steve Jobs is like, "I have now created the best like portable device ever, the human centipad." And it had oh, a Japanese guy in the front, Kyle in the middle, and a girl in the back. But connected to the Japanese guy was an iPad, and can, no. The front of the Japanese guy was an iPhone, and the back of the girl was an iPad. It was bad, but it was funny. Is that that was a nice rhyme there? You are, are you releasing your first studio album with 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 a hip hop producer for real? I, yo, yeah. Rick Rubin. Rick, oh Jesus! <laughs> I go either um, way with him. Whoa! Oh. Hey now! Hey now! Hi yo! Hey yo! <laughs> anyway, hey yo! Hey yo! Hey yo! Um. So I transferred all my 3DS stuff except for Asphalt 4, which can't be transferred, and I kind of don't care about it anyways at this point because it's not that good. Um, the transfer process is... It, it's both... 
I don't want to really say it's annoying, but because I'm just an impatient person, but it was kind of annoying. Like, it gives you the chance to do a full transfer, which means all your 3D settings and all your photos and all your games and stuff. And I probably should have done that, but I figured that since I already set my 3DS up with my network mm-hmm. and it's working, and I don't really want to touch anything, and just, I just want to leave it the way it is because I, you know, I'm afraid that with Nintendo stuff, if you touch anything on the network settings, it's gonna, it's gonna explode and lose your wireless network because <laughs> they don't fucking know how to deal with the network. Um, I uh, I chose to do a custom migration, and that means that once you you choose custom, and then it gives you a bunch of options. Do you want to choose? Do you want to migrate your network settings? Do you want to migrate your uh, photos? And music from your from your SD card, or do you want to migrate your DSiWare? And so I chose DSiWare, and then it gave me this gave me a list of all my DSiWare. Okay. And so I clicked on I clicked on the first game, and it took about a minute to transfer. Maybe uh, depending obviously depending on the size of the game, it could take up from one to three minutes, and that it feels a little painfully slow. Um. And like it's it's cute though because like when when the 3ds is receiving data from your DSi like the top screen shows a bunch of Pikmin like carrying pieces of pixels and like putting oh, them down. That's what Doc Brown was talking about. I was wondering what the hell he was talking about on Twitter. He what did he write? That um oh was the I he said something like was the eShop delayed so they could add those Pikmin um graphics because you know they said it was supposed to come out on June 6th but it really came out June 7th anyway. Oh. Um, cause I got my update at like one o'clock in the morning when I got to work, June seventh. Right. But um, <laughs> I was like, I don't see any Pikmin, anything in the eShop, but it's the transfer. Yeah, it's it's the transfer. Yeah, and it's a cool little animation. Um, mm-hmm. but so that finished, and then I chose the next game, and it trans. No, 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 no. It finished, then it booted me out to. Um, I'm trying to remember if it booted me out back to the main menu. Um, and said. Do you want to transfer customer? Do you want to transfer full? Um, but I think the bottom line is I would have liked a button that just said transfer all. But I thought and I did. No, uh, like if I transfer all DSIware. Oh, oh, just DSIware. Yeah. Um, and I understand that like, hey, you might have your SD card full. Um, you can't transfer all. But, I mean, you could have done a little math and, been, and, and given me that message, right? Instead True. of just not giving me the button at all. And yeah. I, I realize I'm being very particularly picky right here, but I guess I had a lot of DSI where to transfer over, and it was just like <laughs> click, 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 wait. Click, 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 wait. Click, click, click. Pikmin, 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 wait. Click. And it was just like, oh my god, just let me do it all at once. Um, and then... Um, the, <laughs> the other thing was that I had 1,200 points left on my DSi that I had not spent. And I was like, well, great. I can't spend this on my 3DS because the DSi wasn't hooked up with my Nintendo account. You know? So, like, it doesn't... And it's not transferable. So, I have to do something about this. And then I was like, well, Shantae is 1,200 points. So, if I I buy Shantae on my DSi XL with these points and then transfer it over to my 3DS, I can get rid of those points instead of just having it linked to my account and just buying it on my 3DS direct I had to go through that stupid loophole but it you know it it it's done now it's it's all over so mm-hmm. my 3DS is uh I'm sorry my DSi XL is naked it has nothing on it except for the brain training stuff and uh, that came with it and the um an asphalt 4 that I mistakenly bought um and I I think that means that I now have a, an extra uh spare SD card. Yeah. 
So thanks, Nintendo, for the spare SD card. For free, quote-unquote. For free. For, for free, gig, yeah. Right? Yeah, I mean, it, again, the DSi XL was a decent value. It came with a... I don't know if the... Um, if the regular DSIs came with a t- with a SD card, I think they did. They probably did. Um, but I then I feel less special, and then screw you guys. Um, <laughs> excuse me, but um, yeah, that transfer went fine. I started playing Pictabits um on my 3DS, and I didn't downscale it to pixel perfect size, and it still looks okay. So I think I think things that um things like Phoenix Wright to me look worse on the 3DS. But I guess if it's like retro designed like Pictabits, it looks just fine. Like there, there's virtually no difference. Um, I'm gonna have to ask this again. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm such an idiot. Yeah, you are. How do you change the scaling? I believe you hold down Start and A. Uh, I could be wrong, but I mean, let me let me let me verify. Um, Google, Google, Google. 3ds up. Uh, 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 resolution backwards. Compatibility resolution. Um, okay. Uh, a quick and dirty guide to the backwards compatibility on the Nintendo 3DS. Uh, something about resolution. God damn it. Resolution, resolution, resolution. Um, okay, this blog article is completely useless. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think you, I think you hold down, I think you hold down, uh, start an A or something, or select an A. Um, mm. But I see. I don't know. Well, let's try it out. Let's see. Let's see if that. Let's see if it actually does work with DSiWare. Um. And by the way, uh, my my 3DS top screen is a magnet for dust. Yeah, my. It's just an absolute smudge. Yeah, but the the funny thing is, is that even when it's closed, <laughs> it still gets dust. Like I open it up, and half the time there's dust there, and I'm like, wh- why? At least it's not under the screen. I don't I, know how in the hell like my PSP has dust under the screen. Why? How? Because you love it. Alright, let's see. So, I'm going to go to Pictabits. I'm going to hold select. I have no idea a. why, but I want a DS Lite because it's $100. What the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> so you can have a very good um, GBA player. Okay, yeah. so, yeah, if you um, you hold down select an A, um, mm. and it does work on DSiWare. So... Um, okay, why don't you turn off, turn off, turn off, turn off, turn off. There you go. And I will put you in the charging station. Um, yeah, so hold select an A and all your games will go at pixel for pixel resolution, which means much smaller. It looks better, but it's also much smaller. Oh, wait um, a second. That's different than what the default is? Yes. Really? Oh, I gotta see this. Uh, I can't right now because I don't have any DS games. Oh, yes, I do. I have Mario Kart. I, I gotta <laughs> see this while you continue because I... I have never seen this before. <laughs> oh, I thought you tried it out the first time I told you about it. No, I forgot. That's why I asked you again. Oh. Um, but yeah, so I moved all that stuff over. I tried Excite Bike uh 3D Classics and I really liked the job they did with it. Um they didn't oh, just you like mean this. No, I don't. Yes, I do. Um but you know, they could have just kind of done it where they made they gave the sprites a 3D effect where some of them pop out out of the background, and the background like kind of recedes into the screen. But what they actually did was, um, when you move the 3D slider, like the ca- the camera actually pans out a little bit, or it it adjusts itself to kind of like reveal some of the sky, uh, which which wasn't present in the original DS game. It's a very 
weird. It's it's hard to ex- to describe to those who haven't seen it, but um, it it just like the more the 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 higher you push the three D slider, the more <laughs> this is gonna sound really stupid. The more three D the background becomes, and because yeah. the background becomes more three D, um. You know, it, 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 it instead of just being a two D plane, it starts to recede into the background, and that leaves more room for you to see other things like the like more of the stadium and more of the sky, um, and all of the assets on the screen like the ramps and like the girders and all that stuff. They instead of just being like flat two D images, they look like they're polygonal and they look like they're scrolling from right to left, you know, in a three D manner. And it's you know, it's it's I'm sure it's it's minimal work com- when you consider how simple the original source material is, but you know. If they do similar, if they make a similar effort to add that type of 3D to the classic games instead of just being like, oh, here's a sprite and now it's popping out of the screen, like mm-hmm. I, I like what they are doing with that, you know, yeah, and, and it's, 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 it shows that they're giving a shit, I guess. Um, but yeah, that's really all I've been doing, playing Final Fantasy IV and transferring all my stuff over to my 3DS. Uh, and, oh, I did download Link's, remember last week when we were saying what, like, when I was asking you what would make you just kind of go, oh, shit, I need to buy something off the eShop now? Yes. Uh, and one of my answers was Link's Awakening, and when you told mm-hmm. me that, I was like, I need to find a Wi-Fi hotspot! <laughs> and I could not find a Wi-Fi hotspot, so as soon as I got home, and I, and, like, when I started, I, I didn't do it as soon as I got home, but as soon as I remembered that, like, the update was available, I, I went there, and the first thing I did was download, uh, Link's Awakening, and then a whole bunch of the E3 videos, and then did the transfer and all that stuff, but... Speaking um, of E3 videos, um, yes. I downloaded a bunch of those too, and I also this morning downloaded the Green Lantern 3D trailer, uh, the movie for the movie, I should say. And, and that was, was on the good. DS. Yeah. Well, obviously, because what what other 3D device do we have? Right. In our house, specifically. <clears throat> and so much bastards got a 3D TV somewhere. The the th- one thing that I really realized is that uh, games really do the 3D a lot better than. Uh, real life images, right? Like the the OK Go video was cool, but like you really couldn't see how cool 3D looks. But then you do you look at something like Kid Icarus trailer or the Star Fox 64 trailer. Mm-hmm. Star Fox away. 64 3DS, right? Um, you're blown away by the uh, the quality of the the 3D, especially with the depth slider all the way up. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the end of that conversation, and then the other okay. thing I want to say is Well, I was, that... I was going to say mm-hmm. that uh, I feel like um, a lot of it has to do, at least um, with with movies, um, with how they, you know, how the director chooses to edit it out. Um, I don't, I don't, and believe me, I'm not in the movie-making business, I'm not in the game-making business, so I could be talking right out of my ass, but, um, like... I, I, it's just the fact that you know how some some three D movies. Um, well, I guess this applies for games too. So never mind. I was gonna say that some three D movies look great and some don't because the director does it in in, in a wrong way. Oh, and the other thing is that the OK Go video might have been a video that was converted into three D, as I opposed to one that was original. It That's was okay. Said. Okay, then okay. I, I was gonna say that that might be an explanation explanation for why it wasn't as good, but okay. Yeah, because what they did was, um, like, they had a lot of features that were deliberately done for the 3D, like the dog jumping out of the, uh, at the screen and then positioning the things so that they looked very 3D, um, like the, the ramps and everything that they made for the dogs. Yeah. But one thing that I did notice, well, that I do notice, 
that I don't like about the videos on 3DS is that the volume of the videos is just too low. Uh, you know, you play games and you turn the volume all the way up and you can hear them just fine. Uh-huh. But when you use the, um, the 3DS to play back trailers, if there's speech and stuff in it that doesn't have subtitles, you can't hear anything. Oh, I didn't, uh, I think the only one that I watched so far was Luigi's Mansion, so that's why I didn't get to experience that because, you know, all you heard was, uh, hello. Mm-hmm. That's about it. Um, yeah, when you, like, if you watch the Metal Gear Solid one, uh, you can't hear anything. Did you try putting in, in headphones? Stupid quiet room. Well, with the headphones, uh, you can hear it, but it's just really low. Like I listened so, to the Green Lantern trailer with headphones, and it's really low, but it you can hear it. So it but seems to be to play- so it seems to be a mixing problem. Yeah, or just how yeah, it's how they uh, how they created the audio with the trailer. It's not like a hardware issue on a 3DS or anything because when you play a game, the volume is nice and loud. Right, but then 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 that would. I would wonder why all videos are that way then. You know what I mean? Like uh, like for the Green Lantern one, right? Like who put together that trailer? Were they putting it together in the same manner that someone put together the Metal Gear Solid trailer? Probably not, but then why do both trailers have an issue with dialogue? You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's because maybe in in the end you have... Um, in the end, nothing matters. Whoever's posting the, the videos onto the 3DS uh, eShop or maybe the standard is to to cap the volume at a certain dB level. Maybe, yeah. And that level yeah. is too low, so Nintendo right. listen, even though you're not listening. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo will make dialogue around 3DS eShop. Um, yeah. So okay. So that that um, I downloaded a whole bunch of the E3 videos as well, and like I tested out Link's Awakening just to see what it was like, and you know, old crappy looking eight bit Game Boy color shit, but I was just giddy to have it again on my system. Um, mm-hmm. So, and then I looked, and then I, I I looked at Super Mario Land's icon on the screen for like two seconds, and then said no, because <laughs> I was like, should I just repost it? No, 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 no. There's no reason because I don't like that game. Um, but yeah, that's all I was doing on my 3ds. Um, and unless you're gonna peat me, uh, we're gonna take a short break, and then we have. Speak of the devil. A Twitter question from the Peatney. Word. So we'll be right back. Well, before we be right back. Oh, before we be right back, what's up? Haha. Um, I am currently no messing around with uh the Pokedex 3D. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kotaku had posted on their site some um of the AR markers that they got. Like they got four cards from Nintendo at E3, and then they put them on the website so everyone can get them. Mm-hmm. And I am currently taking pictures of the Pokemon that spring out of my phone. Nice. <laughs> it's so, really cool. A question, though. So you don't need to have played Pokemon or be playing a Pokemon game with save data in order to take advantage of that thing, right? Yeah, it's completely It's, it's just a, like a collectible, like, hey, I'm going to burn, like, I've got some time to kill, let me look at this thing, and then let me try to scan these things in type of thing. Yeah, and in addition, um, every day you get another Pokemon from Spot Pass, and then when you come in contact with people, uh, you can trade Pokemon with either, I think Street Pass works, and then you can also do it manually. Right. Well, I don't play Pokemon at all, and I think I'm going to give that a shot just because it's something to do. Yeah. You know? How many blocks of 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 memory does it take up? I think like a hundred and something, just like everything else. Yeah. See, I, I, I will say that the one thing that I wish they would allow us to do, like they like they now allow us to do on Wii, is to let us run shit from the SD card. 
Mm, what do you mean? You can't run. You can't run a DSiWare game from the SD card. Oh, oh! I haven't downloaded a DSiWare game, so I wouldn't know. Yeah, it's it's it was it's like the Wii used to be, where you just could not. But you like, can transfer it to store it, but you can't actually use it. Right, which to me is is pretty antiquated, and like because the Wii can now do it, I think that they should really explore at least making that option a reality. Now, I know in the Wii, you have to have some space cleared out, because what they do is that they, they do a quick transfer from the card mm-hmm. into the Wii's memory, but at the very least, they, they simplify that step for you. True. Instead of you having to go in, move the thing over, move the thing back, and then, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I wish they would really do that. Um, but okay, any any further, oh, by the ways, before we go into a break? Nope, nope. Okay, we're going to burp for a second and be right back. We have belched all of our carbon dioxide out. Uh, we are back uh, with a mailbag question from our former and soon-to-be, again, depending on his internet, third chair, Pete. Uh, Pete asks, actually has two questions. The first one is, how do you guys feel age has impacted your industry event enthusiasm? Nice alliteration there. So, such as E3 is what I'm imagining he's talking about. Mm-hmm. And I, I think for you, this question is slightly different because you have gone to the event. And Pete has actually gone to the event, and the only thing I've gone to is, like, PAX. And that's not really industry as much as it is convention, like, like fan thing. But still, I guess that kind of counts. So you, you shoot first from the hip. Ah, uh, age. Um, age hasn't really affected that for me. Uh, I was very enthusiastic about this year's E3, and I think I'm more enthusiastic about E3 when, um, when there's something kind of considerable, I guess, to look forward to. Like, for example, uh, Nintendo had the Wii U, and Play- uh, PlayStation. Sony had the Vita. Right. And I think that those were things really to look forward to. Like, Microsoft's press conference, I was completely disgusted with. Uh, mainly because... They touted a lot of Kinect stuff, which I don't like. Um, they touted a lot of Kinect stuff, which I don't like. <laughs> I mean, they really didn't they do will, much. Yeah, we'll definitely get to that. Um, they talked about a lot of games that I really wasn't interested in, like, you know, all the FPSs, uh, Modern Warfare 3, and Gears of War 3 I was interested in, but being that I haven't really played Gears of War 2, I like, only finished the first chapter... I'm not really looking forward to Gears of War 3 right this minute. It's not something that would get me excited. Uh, although I did like the fact that Ice-T was up on stage playing the game, and they <laughs> said that Body Count was doing a song for the game, and they had a live performance. That was yeah. awesome. Just yeah. because, well, you know... Uh, and I also found it funny that um, as soon as Ice-T came on the stage, uh, I was tweeting with everybody else who was watching it, and uh, Alex Navarro... First thing he tweeted was, where's Coco? In big capital letters. And I had to retweet that shit because I felt the same way. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah but yeah, we'll, 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 we'll break down our E3 after the mailbag. We'll yeah, definitely yeah. get to that stuff. But uh, So I don't think that as I get older, I'm going to be less interested in uh, this trade show. The other trade shows, uh, probably, uh, I wasn't really interested in all that much in the first place. Um and now, would you include something like PAX 
in this question? Yeah, it's an event. It, it's closely tied to the industry. Um, okay. I mean, they're, um, they're, they have talks about the industry, you know. Very so, true. so like I, I put that on par with something like Dice or or um, mm-hmm. or GDC. GDC, yeah. Um, so I, I would say that uh, as much as I would like to continue to participate in events like that, I, my uh, availability, my ability to attend events such as PAX may be, uh, you know, greatly decreased with age. Just right. because, uh, well, first off, I, I, being that I don't have a role in the industry anymore, uh, it doesn't really seem too kosher for me to be like 40 walking up in packs, like, yeah, what's up, you know, <laughs> playing games, or want a rock band, I mean, if in another nine years rock band is still relevant, <laughs> um, you know, on a rock band free play stage, wailing out to, you know, journey. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know. That's ageist. Ageist. I'm very ageist. I like young youth. <laughs> I probably look. Whoa, whoa, you. Oh, pedophile. Not young you youth look. like kids. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like that. Good save. No. Good I like being save. young. Good oh, save. Gosh, eight year olds, dude. Eight year olds. Ah, way to spoil a comment. Wah 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 wah. Um, okay, and you. I I don't think it's age so much as it is repeated exposure and and when I say exposure bear in mind that it's from my perspective as a as a consumer not as a as an insider um but just you know you and it's very funny because uh one of the one of the moderators on Giant Bomb um we follow each other on Twitter uh Lord of Ultima actually I believe he I don't know if he has a review with us I think he may have given us a guest review but I'm not sure um, mm-hmm. uh, Mortal Kombat 2. Let's see. Um, yeah, he does have a review with us. Uh, Lord of Ultima does have a review on our site for Mortal Kombat 2 for the PlayStation 3. Um, yeah, because it was, it was that, it was with that, like, review union that I was doing on GameSpot. But, uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Um, so, so that, that's Michael Rivard. If you want to read his review, trygames.net. It's Mortal Kombat 2 for the PS3, which is no longer available because they took it off the store. Um, did mm-hmm. they? I think they did. Yeah, um, because of the, the midway Mortal thing. Kombat one. They're, well, yeah, because of that too. And now they're bringing out the whole Mortal Kombat arcade trilogy thing. Right. Um, well, they're bringing it back, really, because, mm-hmm. well, anyway, so, um, I, I think it's, it, it's, we had this, this very brief Twitter discussion about, like, the Wii U and, like, he was like, if it's just another port machine, I'm not interested. And I was like, well, you know, with Nintendo, it's always about the first party stuff, and the everything else is just window dressing. And he starts saying like, "Yeah, but you know, I wanted them to blow me away with specs and all that, and like announced games and stuff." And it got me thinking, and I was like, you know, I don't really give a shit about the games at E3 anymore. And it's not because of age, but it's just because of like, I guess the, and I don't know if I should attribute this to Apple really. But, you know, Apple does this thing where it's like, hey, um, check out this awesome shit that we pulled out of our ass. And you know what? You could buy it tomorrow. It's like, oh my god, it's, it's, it's there. And then mm-hmm. Nintendo started following suit with, you know, their announcements of, hey, you know, Mario All-Stars Super Slugger or whatever their baseball game for the Wii was called. Yeah, um, Mario, Super, Super Mario Super Slugger, something like that. Yeah. It's like Mario Super Sluggers is going to be available, like, in four months. And usually, you know, when games come out, you open up with a teaser trailer, and it's not coming out for a year, 
or or, or two years or whatever. Uh, and if you're Dennis Dyack, it's never coming out. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean? Like it 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 the the it's shifting from a dude. You're gonna love this thing that's coming out in 18 months. To dude, this thing is coming out this holiday season. You know what I mean? When the 3DS was announced or leaked and then announced, it's like, oh, March. We d- we didn't even talk about this at E3, but you know what? March. I was like, oh, okay. Um, and the Wii U, right? Like, yes, this shit was leaked, but then they're like, wait, when did they say they're releasing it? Is it going to be in? Tw- it's not holiday season, right? 2012. Okay, no, so then that's a little okay. Um. But I, I do feel that, you know, on some level, the industry is moving a little bit towards more, like, things are going to, like, all this stuff that we're announcing is going to be available soon, and I just feel like, with all the games, it's like, okay, I, you know, I've never been disappointed by the games industry as a whole to give me something that I want, and something I'll be interested in, and so, excuse me, and so a lot, you know, a lot of the people, like, they they look out for the news on, on, on the games in the industry, and they're like... You know, oh, I gotta see these new game announcements. You know, I gotta see what's coming out. And I'm like, to me, it's like I know shit's gonna come out. I kind of don't care anymore. Like when it comes out, I'll look at the coverage and I'll be interested in it, or I won't be interested in it. Or when it's like a month ahead of time. But you know, to to, to walking around like packs even um, was less about trying out new games for me and just about you know soaking up the experience and you know, I guess trying out games that I wasn't too sure of because mm-hmm. I, you know what I mean like I, the, the ones that I know I'm going to like why or waste at le- your time right or the ones that I know like that are kind of a known quantity like for example like when I went to the Tribeca Film Festival not Tribeca uh, I'm sorry um, oh my god uh, Sundance out in Utah uh, it was more of a snowboarding trip for my sister but like I stopped by Sundance and mm. it was like okay I could go see Lucky Number Slevin or thank you for not smoke. Thank you for smoking or smoking aces or whatever they were showing, and it was like those are the types of movies that are going to be in theaters. Why don't I go look at the weirder shit that I might not actually like or that I might like, but I'm most likely not going to see in a theater because then it's a waste of time if I'm just going to go to a a film festival and see something that's going to be readily available. Why bother, you know? And so it kind of is with game announcements at something like E3, and so exact kind of like what you said. If there's no if there's very little chance of like um, some type of um, platform announcement or hardware announcement or something, then I'm far less interested. Um, I think last year, w- last year, what did Nintendo really do? 3DS. They really didn't do anything, right? I think. No, wait. Wh- yeah, they they announced the 3DS at E3, didn't they? Maybe they did. I thought. I thought. See, I thought they didn't. I thought they had a separate precedent for that, but um, I could. Did they? No, 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 you're right. They did because they had all the ladies with the things chained to their bellies. Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. so never mind. I, I am totally wrong. Internet, feel free to flame me. I'll ignore you, but feel free to flame me. Um, I completely forgot about that. But um, what did what was Microsoft's thing? They they had the new Xbox 360, right? Um, yes, they announced the, the Slim. And then did Sony announce the Slim before last year, or? I had the Slim... Before last okay. year, yeah. So I, I mean, like, for me, it's it's about emerging technology, and what the hell did Sony do? <laughs> not a goddamn thing. I, um, I think maybe I was disgusted with the Sony press conference then. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, for me, it's 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 more about like emerging technology and advancements in the 
you know, in the platforms, specifically with regards to capabilities and the direction that they take. It's less about the titles because I know, like, I, maybe this is naive of me, but I feel like I know they'll come, you know? Mm-hmm. And so w- unless there's something that's, that, that's like a leaked press conference or, or, or a leaked thing that says, like, hey, you know, there might be something that they'll announce in terms of hardware or technology, then I always go into E3 kind of like, all right, all right. Let let's see what they got. I, you know, so it's less about age and more about just you know years and years and years of following this as a fan and following the coverage and kind of like, all right, we kind of know what the drill is. Do I get excited for E three? I do because I know that there will be surprises or or the hope that there will be surprises. But mm-hmm. you know, am I? Am I super excited about E3 like I was back in the, you know, uh, 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 GameCube, uh, that five-year span between GameCube, PS2, and Xbox up until the Wii 360 and the PS3? No. And again, I attribute that less to age and more to exposure. You know, every year it's kind of gone down. I feel like if, um, I don't know, I kind of feel like if every year we knew that there was going to be something as dramatic as the Wii U and Vita then I would probably be more excited again. True. Like 40 I years agree. old. If if I was 40 years old and I knew that for the next three years there were going to be some random-ass secrets that were coming out of E3, I'd be like, yo, I'm taking my kid to E3. <laughs> if, if I have a kid by the time I'm 40. Um, but that, actually, is a good segue into Pete's next question. True. Um, let me take 30 seconds to congratulate you, Al, on the podcast. Why am I congratulating you? You should do uh, the honors for yourself. I should do the honors? Okay. Yes. Uh, it is your achievement. It is your milestone. Yeah. Uh, well, in another six months, I'm going to be a father to a boy or a girl. I don't know. I won't know until December. But uh, thank you very much. Oh, so you're, you're, you're going you're gonna to keep it a complete surprise until? Yeah. Nice. Nice. Congratulations. Uh, everybody, if you don't congratulate him, you suck. Um, and have to download this podcast, twi- podcast twice to make up for it. Um, but that leads into the second question from Pete, which is, how will being a D, and he means dad, not dick, or douche, <laughs> but Al, what will be what will being a dad mean for your lifestyle? And since we're talking about games, I'm pretty sure that he's he's curious mostly about your gaming lifestyle. Uh, well, honestly, I've said it before. I said that I will not stop playing games for anything, and a child won't stop that. A child will actually probably enhance that for me. Right. Because I feel like I have a legacy to... Uh, some, In a that's world something that I can offer dreads. to an impressionable mind like a child, to, to be able to make them feel like the way I felt when I was a child relating to uh, video games and entertainment of the sort. And... um. I think I have the ability to kind of uh, raise a child who will have appreciation for the past and understand the way things have gone along. Almost like, say, someone who's a movie buff. And maybe, I mean, in this particular situation... Brain has farted. In this particular situation, this person would have, say, grown up and their father or mother was uh, into movies and they showed them as a child a lot of older movies and a lot of other things and then explained to them about how movies have evolved and then when they've gotten older they've become uh you know very very much into 
movies and the philosophy of it. And who knows, they could have grown up to be someone familiar with the movie industry. Like, you know, someone who grew up to be a, a director or a cinematographer or something because of the appreciation. And I think, I feel like I have the opportunity to raise a child who is very aware of what's going on in the industry and what makes games fun and has, is in tune to certain things. And it's not like, you know, someone who's just always into whatever the kids are into, but can actually like conduct conversation and talk about things when they're old enough to get into that situation. Right. And what's really funny is that I was starting to think like a father when uh, watching E3 and I was watching the Microsoft press conference and being disgusted among everything. One thing that I wasn't disgusted about, which maybe if it was last year or the year before, I probably would have been like, ah, I'm not even paying attention to this, uh, was the Sesame Street game that Tim Schafer's Yeah, that's, I was going to ask you about that. And, you know, he was talking about the fact that, you know, he has like a, a four-year-old daughter or a five-year-old daughter, and his daughter was asking him, you know, to stay with her, and he said, no, I can't, I have to work. Um, and, you know, I have to work on making a game, and then she asked him, are you making a game for me? And he said for the first time he could actually say yes to his daughter that he's making a game for her. Right. And then he started thinking about, you know, how... What, Psychonauts isn't good enough for her? Come on. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, about how, you know, when this game is finally released, he has something that he can do with his daughter. And I was like, damn, you know, that's going to be crazy. You know, I'm thinking about my cousin, Brianna, who's nine, mm-hmm. and you know she's playing Michael Jackson Experience on Connect, and she's, you know, doing the Michael Jackson stuff with her mom and her dad and... Uh, imagine how things are going to be five, six, seven, eight years from now in terms of video games and what I can do with uh, my child in, in terms of enjoying that medium together. Uh, it's something that I look forward to. Now, do you want your kid to be the controller or are you going to be like, son slash daughter, there is nothing wrong with buttons? Um, <laughs> I, like I said, I want my child to be well-versed. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I, I want my my child to to like what they like, but also to appreciate what they don't like. Right. To understand, you know, not be blind like, oh, controllers suck just because they suck. Right. But if they don't like controllers, say, you know, I don't like using controllers because I feel, you know, f- the freedom of being able to move my body and make it interact with what's on screen or something like that, you know. Right. Even though it doesn't work. <clears throat> Even kidding. though it doesn't work. I mean, maybe, <laughs> maybe five, six, seven years down the line, it will. And then we'll have something else that's brand new. No, you're right. You're right. That's a good. That's a good point. Yeah, probably at that point. Um, So you know, and uh, I feel like with the preservation that's going on, is more of an opportunity for me to have something that will, you know, other than the fact that I do have actual hardware, like I have a Game Boy, I have an NES, uh, I have a Super NES, I have a TurboGrafx-16, and things like that. For the consoles that I don't have, like a Master System or Game Gear. I can say, you know, look at his game. You know, I used to play when I was younger, and then of course, child would be like, "Ew, right?" And <laughs> but then I'll say, "But look at this," and see such and such, and hopefully, I won't do things too early where they won't get it, and it'd be too late for them to get it. So I have to work on my approach on that. Right. And how do you think? And you know, not to get too in depth on this, I'm just curious at a high level. How do you think you'll handle the whole? Um, and, and I trust you to handle it very well because I think both of us are, are you know, understand what the concerns are, um, but also what the benefits are uh, of the quote-unquote mature games. 
when they start to ask you about Call of Duty or they start to ask you about something that you they, they, that they saw in something like Mass Effect, you know, and, and it's very similar to what we'd say if we were talking about music, movies, TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, first off, uh, I'm definitely going to play a key enough role in my child life so that I would understand what their comprehension level is. Sure. And sure. I hope that my child will take after me and have a very high level of comprehension such that maybe they can do things at an advanced level. Um, you know, cause I was doing stuff like, you know, shooting things down and, uh, doing things that nowadays are considered very violent. Yeah. At an early age, because that you know the the, the manner of thinking back in the eighties was much different than the manner of thinking is. Yeah. In well, not only that, but what you were playing—it's—it's—it's it's, it's shooting it's, down enemy spaceships and aliens versus shooting down human beings in a real well, life in a realistic in, that war. That looks real, right? right? Because like playing Operation Wolf, you're shooting down human beings, but it's all animated. But, oh, that's a good point. That, that's a good point. You know, there are lots of games, you know, Cabal, Akari Warriors, uh, Guerrilla War. You know, these things are people shooting other people, but they're in that Rambo sense where you could technically watch Rambo as like a six-year-old. And, you you know, there are a lot of kids who have, well, people who are our age now who have seen movies like Robocop, Rambo, and, um, you know, very violent films when they were not supposed to. And they've right. handled it very well. There's some who haven't, but there's some who have. Right. And I hope that I can be able to gauge my child on such a level such that, um, you know, when it comes time for them to experience the real world of games and, like, you know, things that are controversial in nature sometimes and things that are mature, that they'll be able to handle that. And I'll be able to say, yeah, you can do that, and this is why, and or this happens, and this is why, and that's the most important thing I think is being able to add and this is why so that right. a child can understand because you tell a child no they'll say why they'll say why and if you go because I said so they don't truly right. get why they can't do something and then they start to try and do things on their own and sometimes that screws up children yeah no I think that's a that's a that's a really great approach to it just saying like why and it, you may not understand this now but I'm going to try to explain this to you right at the very least yeah, because I said so. Thing. Why can't Why can't I play Operation Wolf? Because I said so. Why? Because right. the gun's too heavy for your hands. Why? Okay, try it. Oh, I can't hold it. You're right. Um. Well, congratulations again for being a dick. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> for being a D, a big D, D. D. Yeah. Oh, Twitter with your character limits. Um. But that is the sole, the sole Twitter question that we have. Let me. Refresh the mailbag. See if we've gotten anything. We have not. We just got a bunch of spam from from Michael Rivard. <laughs> oh, great. Hey, Lord of Ultima, your email address has been compromised, just so you know. Um, anyway, we will take another quick break and be right back with our final segment on E-Free.
E3 shit. Now, obviously, we didn't go to E3. Um, we're looking at all this stuff from the consumer perspective and, and from fans' perspective. Um, but it was certainly, for me at least, uh, personally, there was a lot of delayed excitement to be had. And I say delayed because I was following along on live blogs, but not really because I was at work. Um, I think I think there were previous years where during lunch I would just kind of jump in and, and watch the press conferences. But my work actually blocks... Um, a lot of sites now because of a, a, a recent attack on our network. <laughs> um, and I also just freaking work through lunch anyway, so I don't have that time. But, um, you know, following on my phone uh, or after afterwards just, like, reading all the shit um, got me kind of excited, mostly about um, the Vita price and what the Wii U was. Um, I didn't really get to watch the press conferences for Ubisoft, uh, EA or Konami, and I believe you didn't either. So we'll we'll focus on the big three. Um, let's start off with Microsoft. You said you were disgusted by it. Is there anything that you can pinpoint that kind of disgusted you most, or was it just all just like this shit ain't for me? Um, it was all just crap to me. It was all the reason why I say it's crap to me is because a lot of the Microsoft E3 press conference involved things that I was not interested in. Um, mm. They opened up with Modern Warfare 3. Not interested. They talked a lot about Connect. I was not interested. They had Connect uh, Disneyland, which, you know, a lot of that on stage acting with the children is irritating. Oh, um, that could they... be your kid one day. Uh, no, it won't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there was um, Halo 4 and the Halo Anniversary Edition, which I was like, saying to myself first off it's cool that they're bringing back Halo for anniversary I did not expect that but at the same time they should have like maybe thrown us a bone and said Halo and Halo 2 because Halo 2 is what everybody likes it's the reason why Xbox Live or well, Xbox Live was um, in legacy mode for all these years because people were playing Halo 2 so why yeah. not give us Halo and Halo 2 Especially since Halo Three was the first game that was on 360. Um, then they pre- they prefaced Halo Four with the fact that it's going to be another trilogy, right? And that disgusted me because that is like you know you know how they go. Uh, you, you for example the George Bush or the George Bush slash John McCain election was like another four years or four more years of this bullshit. Well, I was like three more games of this bullshit. Um, not interested. Yeah, you know what the funny thing about that though is is and uh, just, just really quickly, I was thinking mm-hmm. about this while I, I had the same initial reaction, and then I thought, you know what, the only reason why I think this is because I'm not a fan of Halo, and I think that's kind of when we think about it, like when people who aren't fans of Nintendo hear, oh, there's another Zelda coming out, they have the same reaction, and it's a totally it, it's it's either totally fair for them to have that reaction towards Zelda, or it's unfair for us to have that same reaction towards Halo because it's like, look. Halo is the Xbox fans Zelda. They have every right to I mean like my whole thing was how much milking is milking too much and that's when I thought okay well they do this with Mario and Zelda. So, you know what? I'm not even going to say that cuz it's unfair for me to say that. Well, this is what makes it fair and this is why I said it the way I said it. You are entitled to have your own opinion about things that you like and don't like, but right. when you turn it into um Halo sucks. <laughs> and you make a general statement out of it, then that becomes unfair. And that's why I said, it doesn't interest me. Um, 
I I was irritated with the fact that he said Halo 4 was the beginning of a new trilogy because it doesn't interest me. I'm sure there were a ton of people who are going crazy about Halo 4 in good ways, and that's good for them. And I'm, I'm glad that they have something, but personally, I feel like Microsoft provided nothing that I wanted to see. Okay, but I mean, E3 isn't always for... Okay, so so that that that's a given. Okay, that that's not even that's not even part of this argument uh, discussion because like, like there there are going to be things that you and I don't like. There are going to be things that other people don't like. So that that's right. that's expected. So, but I, I guess I was addressing specifically when you were like, uh, like oh yeah, four more years of this shit, and then that kind of implied right, that's it was how like, I feel. Personally. It was kind of like three more three sense. more games of this shit, and I'm like, well, no, of course, like they should do that. Oh, I'm not saying don't do it. I'm saying, damn, there's going to be three more games of this shit. I don't want that. That and I'm entitled to not want it and I'm not going to get it. But I'm not saying that they shouldn't do it. Right. I guess there's a slight disconnect between like, you know, evaluating it as, you know, a good thing and and you know, cuz like for me, again, I don't want it either, but like I I think they need to do it for their oh, fans, yeah, they, you know. I, all right. If I'm going to speak objectively about it because I'm, you know, we're talking about how I feel about E3 and the right. E3 press conferences, but on an objective level, I think that Three more games of Halo, if they're really going to, if they have a good idea for the story, because I right. what they wrapped it up with right. three or something like that. If if there's going to be a, a a way to really wrap in the players and the fans and get them more immersed in the world, I think that's great. But if they come out with three more Halo games and it turns out to be just like, oh, we're milking the franchise, then I feel kind of bad. Right. Um, you know, Modern Warfare Three, the objectively. From what I saw of the intro, it looked really cool, like with the um, underwater sequence, and um, I think that they defused a bomb or something on a submarine. I forget what it was, but uh, I liked the way it looked, and I I felt like, damn, if I was really into Modern Warfare, I'd be going crazy right now. But I sat there like, it's Modern Warfare 3. I, yeah. Can, can, can I get something new? Can I get something I've never seen before? Can I get something that I would love to play me personally um so then they moved on to like ghost recon and how oh. ghost recon interacts with connect and how you can tell oh the god oh we got we have to gun. talk about that shit and i thought that was cool but at the same time uh, i'm not it's not for me well um, forget it forget about it being for you or not it looks stupid <laughs> like it really I don't care how much of a fan you are of a connect like hunching over like you were driving a car and then doing this like I'm oh, trying to pant like, about the that using stupid gun and opening your hand and closing your that hand that stupid jazz hands type thing I'm sorry that, <laughs> that looks stupid stu- that is stupid yes that I agree with but I was actually uh, when I was talking about that is cool I was just talking about like saying you know uh, you, when you tell the game to set up the gun for close combat and it goes Yes. Oh, like, the, wow, that's pretty fun. The cool. voice, the voice. I, I found that through most of the press conference, while like all the connect motion stuff was terrible, and I have a whole list of things that you know I, I took notes on. Um, mm-hmm. But at a high level, all that shit, like the, the Star Wars Connect game, that looks oh, like God, ass. That, was that looks like ass. The Fable Connect game looks like ass. Like atrocious. all this connect stuff is terrible. I you know it, it it doesn't matter what you're a fan of, motion control or buttons or Microsoft or Sony or Nintendo, all the stuff, all that connect stuff that I saw happening with the motion controls on E3 
during the press conference looked like ass. It's it's one of the things I was just like, dude, this would be so much better if you used a move or a Wii controller for that. I'm sorry. Like it I, looks, I agree. It I looks poor. It looks un like it, it looks janky. It it's it's just validation that the best you can do with the technology as it stands, unless you really really work at it, is either on rails bullshit or like Dance Central, right. which which you know was the kind of shining beacon for that technology. Which I I continue to be. I'm with you. I'm disgusted by it only because like all the stuff that's coming out for it doesn't look like it works. It really doesn't, you know. Yep. Um, and there was but, one. Uh, I think it was uh, they were doing a Disneyland thing, and it was Alice in Wonderland, and it wasn't working. <laughs> it was working, but it wasn't really working because the girl would do something and it wouldn't react, so her character got bumped off the screen, and the character kept getting bumped off the screen as soon as it came back on because ugh. whatever she was doing wasn't working. And I was just saying to myself, "This is just ridiculous." This, and I would tweet, "Disgusted Disneyland Adventures." <laughs> And then the next thing would come up, d- disgusted. Uh, w- what was the next thing that came on after Disneyland Adventures? It had the kids playing. Um, I don't remember. But um, it, it, it the, the, well, there was a Sesame Street thing, but it was before the Sesame Street thing. Oh, I don't remember. It was it was like Disneyland, and they had two kids on one side, and then it was something else, and they had two kids on the other side. Or maybe it was another Disneyland thing. Uh, you know, from the same game, just another scene. But I, <laughs> I'm not gonna go through my Twitter feed, but right. It was so funny. It would be funny to see my Twitter feed. You would see Pound Disgusted, disgusted in, in parentheses, whatever the game was. And then the next tweet after that, Pound Disgusted. Da, da, da. And then <laughs> I put, like, Pound Disgusted, but I can't look away. I don't remember, but it was funny. But I can't look away. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that That's from um, a Comedy Central show. Okay. Uh, but anyhow, I feel like the one thing that I was interested in and I suddenly became disinterested in it. <laughs> Or uninterested, depending on how you want to phrase that, was the Christ the, the Crytek game, um, <sighs> the 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 one that takes place in ancient Rome, and uh, I was like thinking to myself, "Wow, they're coming out with something new! Oh, this is gonna be cool!" And you're like fighting on the streets of Rome and everything. Connect. Oh, great. Yeah. No, I I don't. <clears throat> and here's a PC bias in me. Whenever Crytek comes out with something, if it's not for the PC, I don't care. Yeah, that at makes all. sense too. Because to me, Crytek is about pushing forward, and I'm sorry, but... You can't really push with uh, something that can't be improved. Right. Um, the other thing I was going to say, though, about the connecting is that, like, I was... What I was liking about the Microsoft press conference is a lot of the stuff about the voice activation for Connect. Like you were saying about the Ghost Recon thing, optimize for X thing, and it was just go... And it was like a voice command. All the Mass mm-hmm. Effects... Well, the dialogue stuff for Mass Effect looks stupid, because... Yeah, you know what I hated about that? Um, sorry to interrupt. And you're probably you might wind up saying the same thing yeah, as me. Yeah, probably. But what I hated about that voice command stuff in Mass Effect was that you would say something. Yes. And right after you say it, uh, Shepard would say whatever he's supposed to say. Right. But it doesn't seem interactive because you're just triggering what he's going to say. It would be awesome if you said what you said, and then they would react. Skip whatever Shepard says. Right. Or, but I don't know if that was what you were saying. Yeah, no, no, no. That that that's what I was gonna say because in in a in a similar spirit, it's like whatever Shepard says is not the line that you say, and so it's 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 even more disconnective. Mm-hmm. Like you'll say, like the one line there was, "You let them die?" Question mark. And then the guy says, "You let them die?" And then Shepard immediately says, "You're one of the smartest doctors in the universe. How could you you know let this happen?" Totally mm-hmm. different line. 
and it's just it's just disconnective. And but and the combat that was cool. Um, yeah, the the Ghost Recon voice activation that stuff that was cool. Um, let's see what else I have on here. Um, like they had the the out of game stuff. I don't know how you felt about that um, being well, in the movies and the TV stuff. Uh, I, I was yeah that like the Avatar stuff. I was, I was, yeah. I, I'm talking mostly just connect now, the voice activated stuff. Like, I think all that is great. My question is, if you don't have a connect, can you at least still do that through a headset? Mm, probably and, not. And, and, and maybe it's because connect is technologically prepared to handle voice recognition and the, the internal Xbox hardware might not be. True. But I feel like, this is useful enough stuff that you should allow the gamer to do that if they don't have Connect somehow. Okay. And if if it's just not technologically possible, okay, like you can't do anything about that. I understand, but if it is, you know that that to to make because you know you're paying one hundred and fifty dollars for Connect, I'd be paying for it for shit that I don't care about. I don't want all that motion stuff. It looks like crap. I'd rather have mm. a move or stick with my Wii. But if I could get voice activation. You know, do I really want to pay $150 for voice activation? You know? No. 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 But let me have it with my headset. Are they going to let me do that? I don't know. True. Again. Um, I have a question. Yes. I may not have um, an answer, but I may. Now, in the E3 press conference from Microsoft, um, Yves Guillemot from Ubisoft mm-hmm. said that most of the games that are going to come out... Uh, are going to Leverage know, Connect. All the Tom Clancy games, and uh, I think they said that maybe, I don't know, did they say Assassin's Creed was going to do it too? They were going to have some kind of Kinect support, like they're all going to have Kinect support, but they're going to be, you know, the same game that you can play with the controller, but they're going to have Kinect support. Right. How do you feel about that when you take into effect, uh, you take into account uh, more games are giving you the alternate uh, control schemes like Star Fox 64 3D, where you can control the game with the controller if you wanted, or you can use the accelerometer to fly the plane, uh, you know, without any buttons. You have an option to do that. So it's not taking away from your core gameplay experience, the, the, the experience that it was originally made with. Right. How do you feel about that expansion? Do you think that they should focus more or use that kind of development time or development processing power to make the game better? For the core, or do you think that it has its place? You know, I've always, and I guess this is something that I used to ask you because this is back when you were at Acclaim and you saw how a studio worked. Um, I've always had this kind of, of of being on the fence of, well, instead of doing this shit, you should spend your resources doing that because that would make for a better experience. But at the same time, sometimes it's like, it doesn't always work that way. The way that teams are structured and built, sometimes it just does not work that way where you can say, if I choose to not focus on motion, or if I choose to not let the PS3, or the, I'm sorry, if I choose to not make the PS2 DVD compatible, I can put my resources into other things. Like, sometimes it doesn't always work out that way. So mm-hmm. I'm not as readily, I'm not, as ready to say, yeah, they totally should just stop doing motion stuff so they can make this part better, as I was 10 years ago where I might have said that. Um, uh-huh. But I will, I, I, what I will say is that, and this is actually in my notes that I wanted to talk about, um, as much disdain as I have for Connect, it's due to the fact that they, I don't see anything good coming out of it in its current state. However, if they are forced to implement Connect uh, capabilities... When I say they're forced, I mean the teams. The teams are being forced by, oh, yeah. you know, leadership, by Yves Guimau. The publisher. Right. If they are being mandated to do this, 
while in the short run it's going to lead to a lot of shit that I'm like, this is really stupid, A, you don't have to use it, and that's always a good thing. And B, mm-hmm. the more and more they have to think about how they do it, ideally, the better they will get at it. And so one day we may come across a situation where these developers have been have been forced to use all this Connect stuff for two years, and someone finally figures it out. And, and then the awesome-ass game will come out, and everyone will copy Or maybe not an awesome-ass <laughs> game, but just like, hey, look, we were able to smartly integrate Connect capabilities into our game in a way that doesn't feel hokey, in a way that feels natural, in a way that's maybe not necessary, but for some people could be more comfortable for them. So let's take Mario Galaxy, for example. Um, mm-hmm. Like, ra- there, there's one section where you have to race with someone and you're on a ball, like on like you're 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 pedaling on a ball, like um, a ball that's kind of going down water, I think, and like Mario's constantly moving his legs. Okay. And you balance yourself by tilting the Wii remote left and right. That I don't like. But um, and this is born out of necessity. But Mario's spin punch is activated by waggling either the Wii remote or the nunchuck. Simply because the button to do it would be out of place and would be hard to reach ergonomically, but it feels natural. It feels fine. It feels and it and it you know actually it kind of feels a little cathartic when you're doing it. Mm-hmm. That's not exactly a great example of what someone might do if they were forced to put connect functionality as an option rather than as a necessity. Because like if you're talking about Assassin's Creed, you already have the regular controls at your disposal, so you don't need to wave your hand to do something. Right. But, oh, uh, before I move on uh, to t- say what I'm about to say, I will say that Child of Eden looks great for Connect. That is one thing that I'd say that, that like, yes, that looks kind of cool. But at the same time, mm-hmm. it still would be better done with a Move controller or a Wii remote. Anyway, so back to the other thing. Right. Um, and I'm trying to think, let, let, me, let me try to think about Assassin's Creed, like a, a simple example. I'm not a developer. I can't come up with this shit, but just pulling something out of my ass. Like, if, um, uh, sh- I don't know if you were um, if you were. I'm trying to think. E- like like let's say you activated Eagle Vision through you know a voice command, or if you were like stealthing somewhere and they added a, a a gameplay mechanic like in Metal Gear Solid where you could knock on the knock on the wall or whistle like in San, in, in in Sam Fisher, like in Splinter Cell, you know. Right. And so if you're playing Assassin's Creed and you wanted to distract someone, you go. <laughs> Just whistle at the connect and it'll do it. Or if you were, or if you wanted to um, call in your assassins, like in Brotherhood, and you snapped at the connect, that would be cool. You know what I mean? It's not, it's yeah. not forcing you to do it, but it's a natural thing. You know that just, that's just there. It doesn't require you to jump up and down and like shake your dick at the screen or something stupid <laughs> like that. You know? Um, it, oh, speaking of which. Oh no, <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh. Okay. Forgot about oh finish, no. okay. Like it's like, it you know as they are forced to use it more and more and more, they will come up with better, better and more subtle, or maybe not subtle, but things that make sense. You know, ways to 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 interact with the system and 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 not totally disgust you or me when we see that stuff on the screen. Like all the stuff that 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 is disgusting. I think is all the really obvious like swinging stuff. It's the same stuff that disgusted me about the Wii when everything was turned into waggle. Or hey, mm-hmm. here's a steering wheel. Or you know, and and I still am not a believer in in motion Mario Kart. I'm sorry, I'm not. 
Um, no, you ain't gotta apologize. For but that. like, that's it, why they don't use the Wii wheel for anything else, right? But it's it, you know, it's all the little things like Zack and Wiki, which is not a little thing, but it's a smart integration of it. Or you know, re remaking Resident Evil Four to use the you know the IR sensors, which which is great. You know, things like that, the little subtle things, and then things that make sense. You know, that stuff will come as they start to um, realize through more and more experience that something can be done. And when, so when Yves Gumont said that, I was like, all right, I hate all that stuff that's coming out right now, but if you're committed to doing this, then I am open to the possibility that one day you'll figure it out. And that did make me happy. I'm like, all right, the industry needs to do that. If the Connect Connect is selling like hotcakes, right, and so they have to support it, but if they're going to support it, then I'd rather see them say, we're going to put Connect functionality as an option in all of our games rather than sit here and try to try to spit out carnival games every month, which they still will probably do. Mm-hmm. But I think this is a better option. And, you know, some people some people may be like, oh, you're forcing Waggle into my traditional gameplay. Well, first of all, they're providing the option. He said that already. He said that already. Right. And second of all, I would rather them try to figure out how to make that stuff work with the games that we love than to push out stupid crap that no one cares about. So uh, that, that was a great question. I, I, you know, that's how I feel about it. Like, what about you, though? I mean, w- what are your feelings on that since you asked it? Ah, well, I feel like it'll be good to have Connect in these games, mm-hmm. but at the same time, and this is hard to answer, that's why I'm speaking so slowly. Right. At the same time... Speaking so slow. Drugs make me slow. Um, at the same time, I just think that, you know, having all of these games with hybrid Connect and traditional controls uh, is just going to turn into a, a, a gimmick thing. You know, uh, I'm, you're going to buy this game. <clears throat> you're really going to play most of it with your controller, but when you want to show your friend something cool, uh, you'll you call your friends over and go, hey, check this out. And then you start speaking and moving in front of your connect and whatnot. But when you actually really want to play the game, you're not going to use it. Oh my god, um, you know what I just thought? For me as mm-hmm. a basketball junkie, I would love play calling for connect. Play calling for connect. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know how much basketball you watch, but like when you when you're when you're on the court and you're calling a play, you know it's like it's usually it's hand motions, mm-hmm. um, like like you you might you might be dribbling the ball and you might be raising a fist, which means one play, or or you might be like uh, do maybe you'll do <laughs> jazz hands like in that stupid Ghost <laughs> Recon demo with your right hand, and that means a different play, um, right. So it's not like in football. I, well, I don't know how it is in football, but like in football, like you call an audible or something like that, or like it's all voice. Like it's all voice, right? So in you know in basketball, like it's hand motions, and so um, if you could do that, like with one hand with the other hand of the controller, that'd be great. Or in baseball, yep. like if you're the, the catcher, hand motions too. Yeah, if you're the catcher, like I want you know put the ball here. That that is something that I would like them to do. But yeah, instead, or even have it do head tracking, and you're the pitcher. And it will track whether you're nodding or shaking your head for whatever the, the catcher is cycling through. And if you do two-player, the, the other person could be the catcher doing the finger motions. Right. And then the other player standing next to them would, or even in, you know, if it's connect and is online, they could shake and nod their head and have that kind of synergy. Like, I'm in my house doing, you know, one, two, three, four, whatever. And you're in your house nodding and shaking your head, and we both know what's going on, right. even though we're not looking at each other. Right. That's cool. 
Well, there's, and then I can make the know, movement for the pitch because that's a connect motion, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and that's something that I, I, I kind of want to, to address with the basketball thing later during the PS3, pre- during the Sony press conference that totally disgusted mm-hmm. me. But anyway, um, anything else on the Microsoft conference? Because i got a few last things to comment on. Uh, the only thing I wanted to talk about was when I was saying, speaking of shaking your dick. Um, <laughs> can, Shake can, your uh, dick Microsoft's in a box. connect thing with the, the 3D pictures. <laughs> and I'm doing graffiti on the pictures and whatnot. Uh, and then there was some other thing about no, 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 I don't think there was anything about video. But there was the whole thing about your you can take pictures of yourself and then you can kind of fool around with the picture using Connect and waving your hand or whatnot, add elements to it. And we all the the first thing we thought of was taking pictures of your dick and doing stuff. And it, it was just so funny oh. on Twitter. And, uh, oh, man, why, Microsoft, why? Yeah. Um, so the last few comments that I have on, um, let's see, let me go over to my notes. So, okay, one of the games that they that they demoed that was really interesting to me was the new Tomb Raider. Um, mm-hmm. I, thought it looked, I thought it looked really, really visually slick, and, like, as beautiful as Tomb Raider Underworld was, like, in terms of the colors and the environments and stuff, I feel like it, it feels like a huge upgrade, uh, Mostly because, like, they're kind of making it somewhat realistic looking as opposed to the quasi-comic book feel of the uh, other Tomb Raiders that came out from Crystal Dynamics. Like, Lara doesn't look like a cartoon anymore. She doesn't look like a real person, but she looks much closer to realistic than she did before. You know, Which also means that while she has big breasts, they look like... Human Real persons, humans, big breasts, big breasts, and not like gigantic <laughs> fake model Coco big breasts. Um, right, fake model, fake breast, model fake breast, whatever. Um, I really, really like the camera angles that they used. It, it reminded me of, um, God, what, what game is that? It's like it's not completely behind the back all the time, like in Assassin's Creed. Um, but it's oh, I can't, I can't think of the other game. Um. But it, it, they, I think, I think, like, I don't. How much attention did you pay to the to that demo? Uh, I paid a lot of attention to it. The only thing that I really didn't like about it was the fact that there was just way too much pain and agony in that demo. <laughs> oh, I love that. I couldn't take it. I love it that. Was I, just I, I, painful. I, I mean, I think that takes it out of that stupid cartoon aesthetic that it's been in for so long. It's it's, mm-hmm. it's not a caricature anymore. You know, that's what I like about it. Um, and all the camera angles, like sometimes they were like right up on her and sometimes it was like a little bit distant uh it was mm-hmm. like it was like a handheld camera that was kind of shaky but it was always behind her and it was always like a good right. camera angle um i i kind of feel like the whole eagle vision uh from assassin's creed or like the scan mode from metroid prime uh which is the same as detective mode and batman you know that type of stuff yeah i'm starting to see it everywhere now and i it's a good it's a good thing in terms of it being a good mechanic but I feel like all these games are now starting to feel the same, where they all have the scan mode or, or detective mode or, or or survival. You know what I mean? And it just yeah, I, some I, sixth sense. Yeah, and I'm not advocating that they stop doing that because I think it's a good mechanic in video games. But it feels like something that was so special, not special, but so unique to something else before, and now it's not. Mm-hmm. And I guess that that I guess that's what that's that's how things always evolve. You know, after Modern Warfare came out, everyone wants to have classes and upgrades and perks and persistence and all that stuff. Um, but I don't know. It just it gives me a funny like like it gives me a sad feeling. 
I guess. You know, and it's just, eh. mm-hmm. you know, I, I wish that, I guess I wish that I didn't feel that way about it, is, is the best way to put it. Because again, like I said, I think it's a good mechanic that games should have. It just makes it all commoditized, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. But and I I like that the the quick time events are more heavy rainish than they are just like oh because I don't know how much of Tomb Raider yeah um I don't know how much of Tomb Raider Legend you played if at all mm, I haven't played any of it I I haven't really played much Tomb Raider because um I'm not really good at it so like I only really played the first Tomb Raider. <laughs> You mean the first, so first ever? The very first ever. Well, I mean, Tomb Raider isn't Tomb Raider anymore. Tomb Raider is basically big tittied Prince of Persia. Really? Yeah, that's, that's that, that was a whole big thing about Legend when it came out years ago. It was like, hey, Crystal Dynamics went in there and made it an, an actual competent game. It's Does about that apply to the uh, PSP version because I think I have that. Uh, yeah, it's it's since since it got rebooted on the 360, it's always been Prince of Persia with tits. Okay, let me check and see if I have it because I might play it soon. Yeah. Um, but I like, um, yeah, if you, it, in Tomb Raider Legend, they had interactive cutscenes. So, like, she'd be on a, uh, and I'm pulling this out of my ass because I can't remember it exactly, but she'd be on a motorcycle, or, no, 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 she'd be jumping out of a building and running across, like, a, like, like a building that was exploding or something, and, like, jumping out and landing correctly was a button press, and then jumping over the chasm as it, as the building was exploding was another button press, and then grabbing onto the pole to swing over to the other side was another button press, and that's kind of like, meh, okay, like, I never liked, I, I never liked the idea when it came out in Shenmue, and I don't like it now, but when you, when it, they incorporated it the way they do now, where it's, like, like, kind of heavy rainish, like, it's not just a button press, but it's like you know, it, it's it's a series of button presses, or the button press is kind of um, adjusted to be on the on the portion of the screen where the action is happening. Like even little aesthetic touches like that make it a little bit better. Yeah, because um, it, it adds to the immersion. Right. In my opinion. Um, no, it does. I I, I totally agree with oh, you. Okay. Um, um, just as quick aside, I have uh, Tomb Raider Anniversary Edition, so I'm, I'm guessing that's. That is a reboot know. of the original Tomb Raider with Prince of Persia gameplay. Oh, okay. So I'll try it out. Um, other other things. Uh, Gears of War three. Always excited about Gears, but I still need to play two, so it's kind of irrelevant to me. Yeah, that's um, the same way I felt. Uh, the the NXC stuff. I I like what they're doing with the interfaces. I like the fact that they're grouping things into a single screen. Um, I mean, I like Xbox, the NXC as it currently is at this moment, but I. The way that they kind of, you know, if you go to the movie screen, it's one big box with several sub boxes, subcategorizations. Mm-hmm. I'm more of a fan of that than just scrolling through boxes and boxes and boxes and boxes left and right, because it it, it makes them think about how to group things more sensibly, more logically, um, and as well as maybe grouping grouping common items together, like maybe within movies or within games or within music, there are several things within that category that can fit into several subcategories. So instead of scrolling through box after box after box, now you've got something that's kind of cohesive and it makes more sense. And I liked what I, and also aesthetically, I I just like how they fit together like that. Um, I've heard rumblings that it's supposed to be similar to like what Windows 8 has in store, but I have never seen anything about Windows 8, so I can't comment on that. Same here. Um, one thing I really did like was Bing's unified search, uh, because the thing that I like about Vista or Windows Seven is that you can type in Zune and it'll bring up Zune, or you could type in like um, 
yeah, you can type in Zune, and it'll it, maybe it'll bring up the Zune install file, or maybe it'll bring up the the executable. But it, it'll try to find everything that's related to it in that you know from that search, and mm-hmm. so you have everything right there at your fingertips instead of having to go through a category and say, okay, let me go to my applications now, let me go to my install files now. Let, you know what I mean? So everything being unified is to me is always a good thing, and there's always the option to categorize it later. Um, True. Live TV, I mean, it's TV. That's great. Um, yeah. And odds are your cable provider won't do it. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, like HBO Go. Oh, God. I ha- Yeah. I had the thought that YouTube on Xbox Live wouldn't be such a big deal if the Xbox had a freaking browser like the other systems did. True. So to me, while that's a boon, it's also like, well, this is just a byproduct of you fucking up before. Um, right. Kind of like the whole Friends Code thing. Like, uh, everything good that they do now is just making up for what they fucked up before. Um I, I thought it was interesting, the Connect Fun Labs thing, because remember how we all laughed at the fact that, oh, you're scanning in your skateboard and you're really going to use it now? No, not really. You're not, because that's stupid. But then mm. the lady took out that toy and scanned it in, and that was kind of cool. Yeah, that was pretty fun cool. Um, and then that I think that was also the whole dick thing. The whole dick joke was right. scanning your dick into the It was just like, come on. But you know what was also great? The fact that, like, the avatar scanning actually worked, whereas for the create a me on 3DS didn't really work. Oh, yes. The avatar scanning was really cool. That that intrigued me. I was like, wow. They actually, like, really did her her outfit yeah. and her hair, and it looked just like her. And I'm saying to myself, shit, too bad I don't want Connect. I mean, I wouldn't get Connect just for Fun Labs. <laughs> right, right. Um, but no, that was definitely cool, and it, it's more, I, I wish that that could work with other th- cameras, you know? Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure that they could do it with the, with the camera that comes with the, um, move. Mm-hmm. Um, I would, I would like to see them do that, like, all, oh, we're gonna copy what they're doing aside, you know, that would be a nice thing to have. True. Um, let's see, I think that's it from Microsoft, so we can move on from Sony. What stuck out to you about Sony? Um... <laughs> Um, oh, well, other than Vita, that stuck out a lot. The Vita. Um, let's see. Well, what did they do? I, I think I caught Sony's a little late or something. Because I remember the first thing I saw was Sly 4. Um, yes, because I woke up and it was like 40-something minutes in. So I didn't really get to see the beginning. I didn't see all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it started at Sly 4, and then they, I think they went to, uh, the PlayStation Vita, and they were talking about, um, Uncharted, which looked awesome. Yep. And it looked like it was really fun to play with the combination of the touchscreen and the, the controls and the... You think so? Hmm? You, you think so? I... You know, I mean, they, they were all options. That was the thing. Like, you could play... It, it, they didn't force you to use the touchscreen for any one thing. Right. But if you so wanted to, you could always hit the touchscreen and then and, and use it to climb across the things. And I thought that that kind of um, – for portables, I think that the integration works a lot better than for, like, Connect. Sure, sure. But I, I think the problem that I had with it, like, the touchscreen stuff that I had problems with, like, the reloading, really liked. The um, the the touch to, to melee combat, I – I didn't like that at all, and like mm-hmm. the whole like oh you're we're, we're gonna swipe up to you know move up over this ledge like I I know that's an option um and and my paranoia of accidentally brushing the screen and activating something is probably overblown um but I I don't know that 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 you know 
granted, I know I just said that it's good for us to try to figure out these things, and you know that's why I don't hate it. Like, sure, they should do that, and they may like more power to them if if that helps them figure things out in the future. But just on the merits of whether or not it looked fun, for me. It didn't really look fun at all, and it reminded me of like the Mario basketball game on DS where you swiped up to shoot. No, I'm sorry, I'm <laughs> never gonna do that. I'm never gonna play a basketball video game like that ever, you know. And it just kind of—I guess it just kind of gave me bad memories of that. Um, mm. The reloading on stuff, I, I, I'm fine with, you know. Or maybe if you uh, reloaded with the back touch panel, that could be cool. True. Um, I kind of like the mod Ra- mod nation racers uh, demo. That they presented, mm-hmm. where you used a back touch panel to create mountains and a front touch panel to create lakes. Yeah, that's cool. That was really cool. But other than that, it was just Mod Nation Racers. So, uh. <laughs> uh, which honestly, I haven't played, and I'm thinking about using one of my free PlayStation games to get that. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I really don't remember anything significant about the Sony conference. Uh, I heard that they apologized again for the. For the, um, the, the outage. Yeah, I was going to comment on called. that. I, I, I was, you know, it was classy of them to address it. Um, I know people are probably like, well, you shouldn't be impressed if you did that. But I mean, you know, it's a, it's a different, it, different, it's a difficult PR thing to handle. And I think, yeah. you know, Trenton coming out there and saying, look, he came out there and he basically said, look, you know, uh, we're really sorry. Um, you know, for all the third parties, you know, you've been supporting us and you've, some of you have been actually helping us through this time and trying to figure out how to fix it. And I think, you know, we appreciate that. Um, they they made, like, they made a very, very s- slight joke about it, not to, like, not to blow it off as, like, oh, haha, we're going to joke about this. But, you know, like, a, a kind of um, self-deprecating joke about it. And right. I, I just thought the whole thing was, you know, they could have handled it like, you know, we're still the best in the business at what we do and like don't you worry we'll be back and like it, it ain't a thing don't worry about it they could have just done that but they were like no we fucked up or they didn't even say we fucked up they're just like look this was crappy for all of us and i apologize and you know we we want to make sure that we you know keep you guys around um let's see what else from the conference um there, there was, was um... sorry go ahead oh i was gonna say there was ruin which was somewhat interesting. Oh, uh, yeah, I was going to talk about it. At the same that. time, it felt like more of the same, but I was... The the hack and slash in me was attracted to it. Right. Um, what I liked about it was the whole... Um, like, they, they, they seem to be coming out with some games that are, like, um, mix and match of genres. Like, before, remember when they had that game that was, like, an RTS but an FPS at the same time? And then, like, they're, they're coming out with some other game that's, like an FPS but like with a tower defense element to it and then this one was oh, like sanctum. yeah and then this one was like oh yeah you're gonna build your build a fortress and like you know someone's gonna try to hack and slash through your fortress as you build yeah. it that was really cool to me and then of course they came the whole we're gonna sell two different SKUs one is gonna be PS Vita one's gonna be PS3 and everything saves to the cloud and you can stop doing what you're doing on your Vita and then go back home and do do the rest of it on your PS3 and that was good on the on the on the standpoint that yes they are fully embracing like interconnectivity because it's it's technologically feasible, but wait, mm-hmm. now I'm gonna buy have to buy games. Yes, exactly, and that's you know. Eh. So Especially instead, of... with PS Vita games probably costing forty to fifty dollars, mm. uh, mm-hmm. pro- because of the fact that PSP games are already forty dollars. Who knows if they're gonna start charging right. forty five to fifty dollars for a PS Vita game? And you know, 
they already talked about for Nintendo, which we'll talk about later, the prices of um Wii U games. Probably going to be like the premium quote unquote premium games like Yakuza I didn't, and the EA games, sixty. Oh god. I, huh, me, I didn't hear that from the Wii U thing. That's disconcerting. Uh, that was uh uh something separate during E three that Iwata said. Oh, fuck him. No. Um but yeah, I mean it's like like obviously that's why they don't give you a TV out. You know, right? Because they want to milk you for that. But I just, you know, it's just that's upsetting. I mean, it's not surprising, but it's upsetting. Now, here's a thing that I thought was really dumb when I was talking about NBA 2K and play calling with the Connect. With this, with the move, okay? They, mm-hmm. I don't think you saw it because you came in later. But they had Kobe come on stage. Um, they had Kobe come on stage to to demo this thing. Um, and first of all, fuck Kobe. Because uh, he's Kobe. Mm-hmm. Just, you, screw him in the butt. You know, I hate him. Um, but second of all, like, the demo was terrible. Like, the demo was, like, he was like, they were like, to show you that anyone can use NBA on the move, which is what they the feature is called, we're going to bring mm-hmm. out, like, you know, we're going to bring out Kobe Bryant, which is funny in and of itself, because it's just like, we're going to show you that, e- that that any idiot can use it. Here's Kobe. Yeah. <laughs> um. But so they bring him out and like anybody can use this, and he's holding it. And the guy who's demoing it is like fiddling with the controller in Kobe's hand, trying to make sure that he's holding it right. And then like, great, yeah, right. Anyone can use great. it. Anyone can use it. Not even Kobe. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, it's like if anyone can use it, you shouldn't have to fiddle with the controller in his hands, or you should have done a better job coaching him backstage. But anyway, um. Did you? So I don't know if you saw what it was, but what NBA on the move is? No, is I didn't see any. You of that. take the move controller, right, and you have a reticle on the screen that points to the different players on the screen. And if if I wanted to pass the ball to a certain player, I would just put the icon on. I would put the reticle on the player and click one button. If I wanted the player who currently had the ball to shoot, I would click another button. That that okay. that was pretty much. So basically, you're just pointing at the screen at different players and then commanding them to do things. Yes. And he was like, "It's accessible to the to the novice, and it's and it's in, it's it, it's intense for the hardcore player." And I'm like, "That's not intense for the hardcore player at all. Like you're just pointing and clicking, and they're doing stuff for you. How is it? You, like like intense for the hardcore basketball player would be total control over your player and everything that he does. This was just like, yeah, just you know, it's a PowerPoint presentation. Yeah. <laughs> now from an element of okay." If I'm going to run this as a simulation and I don't exactly want to control every player, I just want to kind of control the strategy and say, hey, the ball sh- pass the ball over there, or he should shoot the ball now as opposed to another time, or he should you know, run this play now. Okay, I get it. But don't tell me that it's a hardcore thing, but it's also for everyone. And then don't tell me that anyone can do it, and then bring Kobe Bryant out to try to play it, not know what he's doing, and then make the demoer fiddle around with the controller in his hands as if he doesn't know what he's doing. You know, because that totally ruins your presentation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, it like, I was watching it, and he was just moving the reticle around, like, just pressing random buttons. It was just, it was terrible. And I would rather ju- them just, ha- just take advantage of the PS Move com- uh, commercial, the camera, and just make hand motions to make me play, call my plays like I was talking about with Connect. That was just bad. Um, Ruin, 2K12. Uh, oh, the remasters. You know, we talked about remakes in epi- a couple mm-hmm. of episodes ago. That's always, you know, that's always a good thing. Um, I did they remastering again? God of War, Ico, God of War. The God of War 1 and 2, Ico, and Shadow of the Colossus. Um, Wait, 
Yeah, uh, wait, 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 wait. God of War meaning Chains of Olympus and Ghost of Sparta, right? Uh, I don't... No, well, I know that they're doing remake, they're doing PS3 versions of the PSP games. Oh, they are? But I'm guessing that's not what you're talking about. I thought that they were just remastering the originals. I mean, they already remastered uh, God of War 1 and 2. Oh, no, well, yeah, kind of. But you mean now they're re-releasing God of War 1 Yeah, and 2? I could be wrong. Oh. I gotta, I gotta take a look at, uh... Now I gotta take a look at the fucking Ether. Okay, but um, the uh, obviously Shadow of the Colossus is much more interesting for me because you know how I felt about that game, um, mm-hmm. in terms of the technology. Uh, the only pro- other problem is now that like n- now there's still a lot of boring stuff to do before you get to the bosses, and they're not gonna change that. So mm. gameplay wise, it's still somewhat eh. But I'm interested to see how that looks on a PS3. Okay. Not um, the God of War is called God of War Origins Collection, yep. and it's the PSP one. It's only the PSP Chains ones. of Olympus okay. and Ghost of Sparta. Okay, fair enough. Uh, remastered high definition, support for 3D displays, as well as PSN trophies, September 13th. Okay. And then there's the Ico Collection, which is Ico and Shadow Classes, which I will certainly get, and they don't have a date for that. I Oh, nope, September 27th. I, I got to start putting It's Ico, and I completely forgot. Oh. And now like all the fanboys have probably thrown shit at me. Ah, fuck them. Yeah, <laughs> but no, because there, like, I was reading; it was pretty interesting. There was a, um, there was a like the code name for Shadow of the Colossus was Nico. Um, Nico, yeah, like Nico Bellic. Kind of, but the reason why they did that is because you know it was a spiritual successor to Ico. But you know, if you look at Japanese numbers, it's Ichi Ni Sun. So the Nico was ah, like two Ico. Too. Iko. Um, nice. So the last thing I want to talk about with Sony, obviously the the big monster, the PS Vita. Um. I know that I know that Pete tweeted like stop clapping for three hundred dollar portables, but given what the Vita is all about and what it does, like I'm sorry, but that's a bargain. It is. It is, especially given the fact that it's now directly competitive with the three DS. Right. And which I, you know, I said when it was announced that it was going to be five hundred bucks because right. like how are you gonna put three D not three D, um three G, Wi Fi, accelerometer, touch this, touch that Dual analog, this, that, touch the other, this, and have it be that. affordable. Mm. Sorry, touch um, this, touch but that. like, yeah, like, and I, while I maintain that the 3ds 250 price was reasonable and was fine with me, I still think that what it did uh, on the negative side was it set a precedent for there being no low cost entry point for portable gaming hardware. Because, well, how much is an iPod Touch? Uh, depends on what you want. Right, but I'm talking um, about the lowest common denominator. For, for the sake of I think it might be 200. Um, let's see. Apple. Hopefully, Apple has iPod. There we yeah. go. Cause see, we're 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 far away from the days where a Game Boy Advance for 100 dollars was reality, or the Nintendo DS for 150 was reality. You know, 229 for an 8 gig. Yeah. See, so it's like if. If we're really moving towards a trend where each generation is not the, each new generation will not have a low cost um a low cost market leader and the low cost market leader uh, and the low cost um alternative has to be the last gen mm-hmm. uh, that's a, that's a little disappointing I guess because you know when when the GameCube came out what it was 200 bucks mm-hmm. and that was the low cost Version, that, that was a low cost thing where the PS3 were 300 and the Xbox 300. You know, PSP came out, that thing was $250 or $300 or whatever, and the DS was still sitting at $100, uh, $150, and the DS, uh, the GBA was $100. Um, right. And I feel like 
as we move, and I know that this was a relatively new thing, but as we moved into the modern era, like uh, they 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 did have a sense of low entry, uh, low cost versus high end, you know. Um, and it was an it was I think it was a nice idea, and it lasted for all of two generations, and then kaput, you know, because who's who yeah. knows how much Wii U is going to cost, and that's what we're going to get to in a second. Um, but you know what I mean? Like back in the day, we had Super Nintendo and Genesis, right? Each like when each when each came out, well, they came out at different points in time, so that's a different situation. That's true too. But how much was Genesis when it first came out? I don't know. It might have been two fifty. Because re- that's yeah. relative, you know. Who knows? That's do we want to take inflation into account? Uh, just, I mean, just hard price two fifty, right? And I Probably. think I think the SNES was two fifty when it also came out. And then I wonder if they have the price in uh, Wikipedia. And then Keep I think going. the N sixty four was also two fifty when it came out. And the PlayStation I think was three hundred. And then wasn't the Saturn four hundred? And then they had to rapidly slash the price when the PlayStation came out. It might have been five. Oh shit! And then they slashed it down to no, no. I think it was four, and they slashed it down to like two fifty. Here right. we go. Um, one eighty nine ninety nine for the Genesis. Oh wow! September fifteenth, nineteen eighty nine. Okay. Um, let's see if we have Super Nintendo. Keep going. I believe the Super Nintendo was two fifty. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I just you know, I, I just kind of for the market's sake, and I and I I realize that gaming is not. A cheap hobby. It's 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 more. It really is more of a luxury, you know, than anything else. But it was it was a nice time when it had different price tiers. And now that it's you know, it feel it, it just feels like it's eroding. And I don't I don't like that feeling. You know. Mm-hmm. It got the Super Nintendo two hundred. Oh, two hundred. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Wait, but did they have different bundles? Because the one that I got, I believe, was two fifty. Because um, it had Mario see. World in it and it has a second controller. Um, August twenty third, nineteen ninety one. Nintendo released Super Nintendo Entertainment System for one ninety nine. It was released in. Nope, that was the only one that they sold. Interesting. So the Mario. Because I don't think they had different SKUs back then. They back in the like right before N sixty four. That was when they were always had the system with a controller in the game. Right. And then they started bringing out a system with a controller. Right. Um. So yeah, I I mean. My my only my concern with the PS Vita is not what will it do for me, but what will people how will people respond to it? Because like it, it was the it, it's the same issue that I had with the PSP and the same worry that I had with the 3DS. You know now they add an analog stick, but now they're going to add all these N64 ports, and now they're going to do all these console ports because now they have an analog stick. Now the PS Vita has two analog sticks, and all they're going to do is all these ports. Personally, mm-hmm. me like like I will take a good game anywhere I can get it. And so if you're going to put an epic game, like an epic RPG or something, on the PS Vita, I'll fucking play it on the PS Vita. Because then I could take it with me to work. But a lot of people, and understandably so, are like, look, when I play my games, I want to sit down on a couch and bask in the glory of it on a 60-inch screen TV. I don't want to sit there on the bathroom and play Final Fantasy 90,000. You know? Whereas me, (laughs) I'll take it anywhere I can get. So... How is the mass market going to respond to it? They already showed us that they're not that interested in it because the PSP is, has been beaten out by the DS. True. So what is this? But do you think that that is because of the cost alone, or do you think it's because of the the type of software? I'm not even going to talk about the piracy. I don't think the piracy is really like a factor into why directly why the PSP didn't sell so well because you still need the hardware. No, it's not about the PSP itself selling well. It's about the it's about the the 
the support for it afterwards, the software that people Oh, the buy. support. Well, yeah. yeah, the support can kind of be attributed to the piracy. It, oh, it's definitely attributed to the piracy. It's in large... I mean, like, solely. <laughs> almost, well, not, not, not solely, but close no, enough. No, not solely. But the other, ha- the other if, if, if it were two halves, piracy and the other thing, the other thing, and I'm sure there's much more than that, but the other thing is the software. Like, you, you had shit like the, the Pursuit or something, which is some weird third person. You, you had all these games that just didn't play well on it, or they were be- there were better versions of it on consoles. And not just different versions, but better versions. Like, on the DS, they, o- they would always change the type of game that you were playing when they ported it to the DS, because they had to. But in doing so, it became a different game. Not a worse game, necessarily. Maybe less compelling, but unique in its own right. Like Assassin's Creed Discovery for the DS. You know, it's a totally different game than the than the Assassin's Creed that we know. But Assassin's mm-hmm. Creed for PSP is Assassin's Creed. But you know what? It looks like it kind of sucks because they can't do everything that they could on the consoles. It looks like ass. It controls. It it looks like ass. It looks like it controls like ass. You know what I mean? And so like they're basically putting all these worst versions on. And God of War and Burnout, notwithstanding, you know. How many people buy a portable console to play a long-ass game that they're going to have to pause and, and fear the battery running out when they get off the bus? Not many. Probably only me. <laughs> or you, because you know you play it in a setting where you can sit down and relax. Yeah. You know? But for but a lot most of... most people probably don't play right. portables in a homish <clears throat> kind of setting. Right, exactly. They'll play it on the train, or play it on the bus, or... Play when they have fifteen minutes. Right. Uh, I just want to quickly say that um, Saturn was released at four hundred, but I don't see where, um, like, how much it was slashed down to. I, right. I guess it was slashed down to three hundred because Sony announced three hundred for the PlayStation. Right. <clears throat> um. <clears throat> what else? Um. Th- yeah, and and the other thing is just like, I feel there's going to be such a such such a juxtaposition between like, you know, oh, we're using the um, the touch panel and all this stuff in all these creative and different unique ways. Um, but then people figure, hey, I got my iPhone. All this stuff that they're putting on, you know what I mean? Like, like I, I feel like, I feel like it's cu- it's it's marching into this really difficult fight that the DS started and the iPhone kind of usurped. Even though I don't believe that iPhone games are any good at all, people seem to somehow like them, and that's yeah. the only thing that matters. That's true. And it's marching into this area where it's like, it's, it, it marched in from an area that it created for itself that wasn't good in the first place, that being hardcore games in a portable platform that don't play that well anyways, into an arena where it could succeed, but now it's like, oh shit, you know, there are two heavyweights already in here. And that's actually something that worries me about the Wii U as well. If, if we want to now se- uh, segue into the Wii U um, for Nintendo, the whole idea of, hey, this system does 360 and PS3 graphics. Uh, the system has four face buttons, it has a D-pad, it has two analog sticks, it has two shoulder buttons, and it has triggers. And it has a big-ass touchscreen in the middle. So you can play simple games, and you can play hardcore games. And we're really going to go after the hardcore market this time around. We're going to get Assassin's Creed, we're going to get Ninja Gaiden 3, we're going to get all this shit. We could have a dirt game, we might have a Battlefield game. But so does the 360 and the PS3. Mm-hmm. And so it's marching... And they've already had them right in that particular capacity. Yeah, and so what it's doing is it's marching back into an arena that it left because it didn't, you know, it it was capable of doing well, but it just fumbled in its execution because a lot of it was about the online with GameCube, right? Mm-hmm. And then it, it was like, you know what, we're going to leave this arena and we're going to create one all of our own. Okay, now we've created it. Now we're going to come back. 
wow, it's kind of crowded in here. But they're, they're, it's like they're coming back, but they're coming back saying, almost like, we want to steal some of the hardcore. Because, granted, we're coming back, but we still have something that sets us apart from them. So we're still not really competing, but we're we're stepping in, and we're going to step right back out with some of you guys. Well, yeah, you know it, what I'm saying? Kind of, but it's more to me. It's more about like, hey, you know, we're, you know, we're back, and boy, it's crowded. Crap! Like, you know, they're not going to say that, but that's right. how I feel. You know, it's like, shit, wow, we're, hmm, we got our, we got our work cut out ahead of us. You know, um, so I don't know, like, I don't know how to feel about, like, I personally am glad for my own personal benefit because you know i i i was you know i always think i i was always upset that nintendo left the so-called hardcore market mm-hmm. you know um but at, now that they're back it's like great i'm glad they're back but now they're tr- now they could be in trouble we'll, we'll see what happens um true but you know let, let's actually talk about the thing that we're talking about yeah so let's what do, do you think? What do you think about this? This 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 Wii U. And before you even say anything, let me just say right now, I fucking hate the name so badly. I hated the name Wii, and this is just, this just makes it ten times worse. <laughs> I I actually I've adjusted to the name already, and I think it's only because I was always comfortable with the name Wii, and I never really had a serious problem with it. I thought it was eh, but. Wii U. When I first heard it, I said to myself, "What the fuck, really?" And there, there's there's too much. As for as much crap you could give the name Wii, like with puns and like, oh, it's like P or it's like Wii Wii or whatever. Mm-hmm. This is worse. Like Brad Shoemaker just did it on on video. He's just like, they're like, "What do you think of the name?" You're like, "What do I think of the name?" Like, oh, P U. It's like right there. You you lost. Mm-hmm. It, it's 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 horrible. I hate it. Like I don't even hate Vita. Like I think Vita's a decent name, actually. Like I, I think we're yeah. See, we're I, I don't really like PS Vita, but I kind of like PSV <laughs> because that's what it's going to be shortened yeah. to. I kind of feel that, but move on. I like in comparison. Well, in comparison to something like Wii, I think Vita is like the best name in the world. But yeah, that, I that's agree. that's why like Wii U is so ugh to me. But that's just what I wanted to interject with. What do you mm-hmm. think of it? Like just I think of it. See, my I just have to tell this very quick story about how how poorly the uh presentation in the E three press conference was uh that was not a proper sentence. How poorly they presented at the E three press conference the Wii U. You know uh, I, I wanna interject really quickly for a second because yeah. as soon as you told me and I'm like, how can Al be confused about that? Like it's so cr- clear what it is. And then like there were other comments that were like Wait, is it just a controller? And I'm like, how can these people be confused? Like, how? And then I watch the press conference, and I'm like, and I'm like, okay, they don't explicitly say in the press conference that there's a new box, and and so I started to understand. But at the same time, like leading up to it, I always knew that there was going to be a new box. Like, yeah, see, I didn't. They made that, know. but they made that clear. They were like, we are going to be unveiling the new console hardware. Right, but the thing is, theoretically, that controller could be the new console hardware. If you think about it that way, imagine if all the hard like imagine if it was more like a streaming thing, and it just had the technology to be able to say take existing data from the Wii and then upconvert it. You know I, what I'm that saying? that like see, just by some I, I get what you're modern s- I get what you're saying, but that's way too pie in the sky for me to even think about. You know, I understand, but 
this is why I didn't know. That's that's that was the only thing I could think when all I saw was this controller, and I didn't see anything else attached to it. I see something that looks exactly like a Wii, like in the the first video when the I assume father comes in and goes, I want to watch the game, and he takes the remote out and changes the screen. There is a box on the side, but it looks exactly like the original Wii. And so I'm just, I'm not even really paying attention to that. And I go, oh, he's playing Wii. And that doesn't look like a Wii game, but he's playing yeah, a Wii. I, see, I, I guess that, that, is, that is a very good argument for it's usually just the simplest answer. Meaning, it's, there's a box, and that's it. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know? Uh, so, other than that, I feel like the, the capabilities of this are good. Um, I, I like the fact that <clears throat> it's going to be able to output in 1080p. Uh, I'm not really surprised that there's A, no GameCube support, and B, no upscaling for existing Wii games. Mm-hmm. Um, and I understand that you know it's it's a little bit of a hit to not be able to go backwards that far. I'm really uh, upset about that. I'm probably more upset than I should be, but that's a, that's a, that was one of the things that I loved about Wii is that Nintendo was like, hey... Yes, we're going to embrace backwards compatibility. We're going to embrace the legacy that we have and these great games that came out for our previous system that nobody really bought, but still, you know. And I know that people don't end up caring about backwards compatibility that much, but I do. Um, right. And, and it I just understand. made me, it was and like, I was so happy about it. And then, like, I saw the Giant Bomb news post that was like, it will not do that. And I'm like, oh! And then I saw the next news post that, like, it will not upscale. And I'm like, oh! Like, really? Yeah. Come on! And things like that, you know... Uh, I think that I I don't even know uh, because you know the PlayStation Two cap- capability was ripped out of the PS3, but you have a PlayStation Three that can do that, right? I do. It's an old one. Yeah. Um, does it upscale PS2 games? Uh, it does. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. I think. Um, I think it used to not, but it you know, but the Xbox oh, but upscales more like a more, firmware update I, or something. Yeah. I, I you know what I could be wrong. I I could be just wrong, but well, if it does, that's that that's something that's kind of exemplary like okay this can be done you can take a Wii game and you can upscale it I mean granted um, you know you take a Playstation 1 game and you upscale it it's a different story you take an Xbox game and you well you're not really upscaling the Xbox game but um, I think what with the GameCube games that kind of upscale them but they some games have pro scan some games don't but to think, okay, you take a Wii game that's in 480p and you upscale it to 1080p, it should be possible. You should not have to really deal with expensive hardware in, in right. order to do it's it. It's just a scaler. But... It's just a scaler. Right. You know? Oh, um, by the it way, sucks that... mm? all that noise that you heard, the beep beep, that was me taking a picture with my camera phone um, of the jumble of pixels of Cecil and Rosa hugging. Oh, God. And you can see the arms. So you can see, oh, what, you can see what's happening. <laughs> Fantastic! I will send it to you. This is a Final right. Fantasy IV talk for those kids listening out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think that the ability to take a game off the screen and put it onto the tablet is cool. Uh, I think that it's useful in situations like mine, and I find it hilarious that I've, I actually presented this as you know a feature of Wii U to Evelyn, and she didn't care. Uh, she she just d- didn't really care about any of the things I was telling her about um, the stuff. She said, well, you know, if, if it doesn't have Mario in it or if it's not um, something else I don't remember, then, you know, I'm not really going to be too excited. So then I, that proceeded, I proceeded to show her the Super Mario trailer and the Mario Kart trailers for 3DS, which, to which she still wasn't even all that excited. Which is, 
really <laughs> messed up, but <clears throat> I want her to be excited about something. She's so not excited her, about you know, the fact that she could watch TV while you, and 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 you could okay. <laughs> yeah, this is, and then she said, "Well, that's why we have the TV in the bedroom because I I don't have to watch the TV in the living room if you're going to be playing a game." And I go, "But it, it's possible." <laughs> So at least say yeah, that's cool. Like I can you go can come home and, and say I want to watch True Blood, and I'm sitting there playing something, and I go okay, that's fine. Doop. And yep. then I'll go and sit right next to her. She's watching True Blood, and I'm playing whatever on uh, Wii right. U on the thing. But what a uh, fucking name! Ugh. It didn't phase her. It was funny. Uh, I think that the capability to play games that are are more on the hardcore side or whatever, like you know. <clears throat> Excuse me. During the um, presentation, they showed this video of all these developers from all the big name uh, publishers, things like that, excited about what they can do and amazed with the ideas that they can come up with for Wii U and the their thoughts on bringing said franchise to Wii U and not have to, I guess, not have to make it cutesy like when uh, uh, John Richitello came out. And was talking about Madden. They showed the PS3 or 360 version of Madden in the back. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you saw there was a, a news post saying that, you know, all those high-res images of games that they said were coming to Wii U. Mm-hmm. They're not actual Wii U graphics because those games aren't actually in development yet. They're actually 360 right. and PS3 shots. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't have expected any anymore. <laughs> right. I, I don't know if anyone had expected that, but... Uh, no, they're not Wii U shots, but they use those shots because it's going to look like that. Right. Um, so Richard was talking about that and. Wait, but before, saying, you, you, know, before you go on, mm-hmm. uh, keep that, yeah. hold that thought about Richard Tell. What I thought yeah. was funny was the fact that, um, some of the, some of the promo videos that they showed looked kind of janky. And so I heard, some, I heard some commentary from, like, from website, from websites, and I think particular, in particular, uh, the day one wrap up of the giant of E3 for Giant Bomb when they were talking about Wii U stuff, they're like, yeah, like the the footage looks like janky, like first generation 360 stuff, and I was like, oh, that's disappointing. And then now thinking about that and you saying this, it's just like, well, that's probably because it was janky first generation 360 stuff. Yeah, like it's not, you know, it's not representative of what it's going to be, and so let's, let, you know, let's not worry until we see what it's capable of. Mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, so Rostella was talking about Madden and things like that, and you know historically Madden on Wii has been uh, scaled down. The box art is all yep. cutesy, and it kind of you know it's it's not exactly the definitive Madden experience. And it's good to see that something like that is going to you know they're they're going to release all the the chains on development right. for a Nintendo console. And, by the uh, way, by the way, you can totally yeah. see, and yes, I am playing it as we talk because I don't have to concentrate on this game. You can totally see the difference between Barbarisha's pupils and her her the whites of her eyes. Oh, in the in the sprite. That's how like <laughs> high res res the the um what's it called? That's how high res the um the PSP <laughs> the PSP version is. Cool. And um. It, Sorry, continue, oh. I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. Uh, now to talk about actual stuff that they were doing with the Wii U, you know, um, the Chase Me and Super Mario Brothers Me, uh, I think that while, I, I think a lot of people will have forgotten, but while Chase Me is a really cool idea, it's been done before. And right. And that's Pac-Man Versus. But I, I, think, I think the point is, I, I think they, they mentioned that, though. Did they mention Pac-Man first? Maybe they didn't, but the, but um, you know what? I, I I could be wrong because I I'm mostly getting my remember I got most of my information first from bloggers and and 
in news sites, and they mentioned it, but I don't okay. remember uh, if they I actually mean, mentioned it. In the, the press, press conference, conference, they did not. Okay. I just, when I saw it, I said to myself, yeah, that's really cool. Wait a minute. I've played something like that before. Right. Oh, right. Pac-Man Versus, where you get four people or three people on the screen, and you get one person with a global view and a private screen that no one else can see, and everybody's chasing you. Right. But the people who are chasing you don't have the ability to see more than what their eyes can see. Um, and Super Mario Brothers Me is, I, I don't know. I mean, what, I, I don't know what that was trying to, uh, I don't know what that was trying to prove as a proof of concept. It's just right. Super Mario Brothers Wii with the ability to use your me. I, I don't, I didn't really understand it because I didn't really pursue figuring out what that was about. Yeah. I mean, maybe I should do that. Um, <clears throat> I like the fact that you can uh, use the stylus and the tablet and you can draw and stuff, but I'm not really much of an artist, so I'm probably not going to use that. Right. But that ability may be good for something like Okami. Right. You know, you can play, uh, oh, that would you know, be so or make perfect. a game where you are a, an artist and you're, you're, you know, this ethereal kind of, like in contact. You're the third person in the game. And there are things going on in the world, and you get to interact with it. That would be perfect. You know, do that stupid um, Daffy Duck cartoon where Bugs Bunny was drawing shit and fucking up Daffy Duck. You know, make a game like that. Yeah, I'm I'm optimistically cautious. I should say cautiously optimistic about <laughs> all the stuff that they showed in the sizzle reel. About, oh, you know, here's a building and you can play Silent Scope with it. You know, like like. Using- oh, oh, oh! You mean uh, the where you were looking at uh, d- the different people and trying to shoot them with the Wii U yeah, controller? Yeah, and you found Shiger- yeah. Shigeru Miyamoto like sitting there. Yeah, and you then know? they stopped. Yeah. Um. Or or the whole thing about like, oh, I can hold the the Wii U tablet up to the screen and then you know capture the part of the web page that I want to sh- browse and then I can use it like it does it have a sensor to understand where the tablet is in relation to the television and to the box like that is only possible if it does have a sensor for that you know um, yeah it it and I'm that's why I'm saying I'm I'm cautiously optimistic because if that stuff works that would be great but we know from you know we know from stuff like uh, tennis and and golf from the Wii Sports that it's very simplified and you don't have that much you know you don't have as much capability as you thought you did until Wii Motion came out, Wii Motion Plus came out right but th- then the fact that Wii Motion Plus is out uh it's 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 optimistic to think that maybe this stuff has been fleshed out further like the golf thing where you put the Wii U controller on the floor and the ball is on the floor. And you swing. I think you're swinging with the Wii remote. It's or something. Like it's that. possible, but it's also equally as possible that they're doing the same thing by saying, "Okay, now we have some tech here that is capable of a certain thing, and this is what could happen." But it's not exactly there yet. But we need to put it out because if we, you know, if we wait any longer, we can't put it out, or we'll miss the window. Mm-hmm. Or if we wait longer, or or if we try to put out everything now, it's going to cost too much. And you know, Nintendo's all about making a profit on their hardware and making it very cost true. effective. Which is why mm-hmm. Wii Motion Plus took a while to get out, you know. True. So that's what that that's why I am a little. I'm like, oh my god, all that stuff looks so cool, but I bet you they don't do all that. Mm. 
you know, and that would be really disappointing because I mean, then then what else are you going to sit there and do with it? And it's also it's like it would be possible if it had a rear facing camera to kind of interact with you know everything else because that's how the 3ds does all of its AR game stuff. Right. But if you look at all the sizzle reel stuff, a lot of that is similar to the AR stuff in in the respect that it is um, interacting with something else that is not in the game world, or or at least that is that is part of something else, like the silent scope thing. It has to interact with the TV screen. You have to know... Wh- the, the controller has to know where it is in relation to everything else. Right, and it can't, it's not independent. Right, and it can't do that if it doesn't have a second camera on the, the outside. Camera on the back. Unless they really, really perfected the gyroscope in there, and, and you have to calibrate it, you know? And then that can mm-hmm. get goofy. Very. Um, but I really like the concept. I would really like for it to work and be wrong about, about you know, my skepticism. Um... I I I will say that I like I've heard from everyone including Ron that it's light to hold, it feels comfortable. And that comforts me a little, but when I first saw that thing, I thought it looked so ugly. Like how else are you going to do it? I don't know, but it just looks so ugly. It just looked really ugly and really clumsy just thinking about it, you know? Um it's like it's like those stupid shells that that they they were saying you could plug your i iPod or I, iPod touch or iPhone into to have like, you know, grips. Or like buttons or something like that fake controller that mock up. The- oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. that's all that it reminded me of. I'm like, this is the goofiest thing in the world, you know. And I just didn't, I just don't like the idea of holding that big goofy thing in my hands. But if it's light and it's comfortable, yeah, I guess you know, I, 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 I can only rely on people's other people's firsthand experience. And if they say it's comfortable, then I'm all for it. But when I do, I'll tell you, when I first saw that, like instead of being like, oh my god, that looks so awesome, I was like, oh my god, I don't want that <laughs> at all. Um, but what else? What else did you see that kind of stuck out to you about the 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 PU? Um, well, the video chat kind of stuck out only because I thought, who would use it? Right. But well, no, um, I I I think that any, I mean, look, I think any time that you can have that as an option, like like some some random person is going to use it. Like there there's so many more people that Skype chat. That 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 I would have expected to, and like that requires you to boot up your PC and like calibrate and like make, move your camera to your face and like look up someone on Skype. So if you had like a bunch of friends on a Wii network, if they get their internet stuff working, that's the thing. If you had a bunch of friends on a Wii network, but I mean, like, look how many people have a Wii, right? And if right. what I'm saying is that if they if and what they're banking on is the same type of market success, right? But hear me on this. I have a lot of people on my list in on the Wii and I hardly communicate with any of them and it was supposed to be a you know about communicating putting things on the message board and sending pictures and then all that fell apart but do, I mean are you the type of person who um regularly Skype chats or video chats or something with like with with faraway family and stuff um I'm sorry said so, you know, I was reading something. are you the type of person who Skype chats or video chats a lot with faraway family or whatnot I don't have faraway family because because they're okay. uh, but so so that's what I'm saying like I don't either I, I mean I do but I don't do that but mm-hmm. there are a lot of people who do that and who would do that if they were in the living room just with the th- holding the thing in their hands like there are people who do that with FaceTime with an iPhone you know yeah and the thing is like I have Quick on my phone and I don't use that at all um, and I think that you have what what's uh, it called uh Quick Video oh, okay it's an Android version of that yeah, yeah see, I don't have a front facing camera so I can't do that ah. Uh. Um, and I, and yeah, I wouldn't like either. I've used it as a novelty. Yeah, I wouldn't either. But what I'm saying is that there are a whole lot of people who do, 
and you know, and it's a, they're the same type of like uh, there, there are so many different types of people out there. That, like there are a lot of people who have Wii's and play them a lot simply for bowling. You and I don't. You and I play it for completely yeah. different things. But there are enough people out there who like see it as the thing in the living room that they that they'll use for why not for whatever. And then there there are also also people who definitely video chat a lot, and they're willing to put up with getting onto Skype and loading it up. So if they knew that it was like, oh hey, my faraway family has the Wii U, and like all I need to do is just pick up this tablet, it's a very real possibility. And so I think that, like, from our perspective of, well, who's going to use it? Not us, but there's definitely someone out there who could take advantage of it. And not not just, mm-hmm. like, someone, but quite a few people. Enough to make it worth putting as part of your infrastructure, you know? And, and, and that's, that's if what they're banking on comes true. Like, if they weren't banking on – if they were like, oh, this is only going to be a niche machine. It's only going to be, like, we're, we're, we're going to build it specifically for this small set of people. Yeah, maybe they won't use the chat. Let's see about it. But no, they're, they're – they're shooting for the stars again, you know? So they have to kind of bet that, hey, we're going to have a lot of people who are going to use this voice chat thing. Um, I won't use it. <laughs> but, um, oh, random note, uh, and I realize that they probably did this to keep the conference as close to an hour as possible, but I really wish Bill Trinan wasn't talking over Miyamoto. Yeah. That was horrible. Like, I could... Because it, it was also confusing because, I mean, well, it was confusing to someone like Megu who could understand both languages at the same time. Right. But it, you you really wanted to listen to Miyamoto speak. Right. Even though he wasn't speaking language that you understood. But then Bill Trinan was speaking on top But even if you didn't want to hear Miyamoto speak, because Trinan was talking on top of Miyamoto, it was also a little hard to hear, hear Trinan as well. Mm-hmm. You know? And that was just like, come on. Like, you, you guys have done this before. You guys are pros. Why do this now? Like, that's horrible. Like and, and and to me that's just rude to Miyamoto, you know. Um, but one thing that I wanted to talk about with this whole Wii U thing, and I, it, unless you have more things to say, because this might go on. For, this this last thing I have to say might go on for a while. Like, it, uh, let's let's do it. Let's talk. So I put up it, it, for after like months and months of not writing, I actually put up an editorial on the site, um, which is probably mistitled. I probably should think of a better thing for it, but it was like the Wii U tablet, the like the thin client of the future, right? Because it made me think about. Um, the first thing it made me think about is, and I'm getting a lot of Twitter spam, was someone made the remark about a wireless TV and how that is becoming perfected. And Jeff Gersman on the Giant Bombcast said it probably isn't there yet for games because there's latency with the video image being, you know, pushed over to the TV. Um, and even mm-hmm. if you're if you're watching a Blu-ray movie, great. If you're trying to play a, a 1080p video game... Not so much. Yeah, because a lot of data is in. But then think about the fact that they're bragging about the fact that you can ch- move over your the stuff on your TV to your Wii to your, to your Wii U tablet, and it's like it got me thinking like about the wireless TV stuff and like projecting images without you need to use a component cable or whatever. And Wii the Wii U tablet's going to be able to play your stuff in real time, streaming from the Wii console. And even though the Wii U tablet itself is not 1080p, the console is outputting at 1080p. And it's like, well, how close are we to making wireless displays a reality for gaming? And then on top of that, I started Ooh. thinking about uh, how close are we... Ringy dingy. Great. I bet you it, uh, it's Middletown. I wonder what this is. Is it not Ranjeev Singh? Nope. It's it's hung up on, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> um, but yeah, how close are we to realizing that dream? And then I was like, what happens... And this is all pie in the sky, but I was like, <clears throat> is it at all possible for, like, 
wireless networks to get to such a point and such such a bandwidth and such strength where OnLive can go wireless and have stuff streaming to a wireless display wherever we are? Is there such a point in time where we get like a 10G network, you know, for wireless data where, you know, I can have my Wii U, and I'm saying this because this is what what's out there right now. I have my Wii mm-hmm. U sitting at home, uh, streaming stuff to my Wii U tablet while I am, uh, while while you and I are driving to Costco or something to pick up something for a rock band party, you know. And and of course that's pie in the sky. Like there's there's going to be so much latency, but still, like, is there ever, you know, if the Wii U concept hits it big. And people start focusing on the fact that you can play your video game on your tablet, and 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 all the stuff. And and I'm not talking about like, oh, I have an iPad that can play Plants vs Zombies, or I have a, a Windows phone that has widgets that update dynamically. No, I'm talking about 60 frames a second, really hard polygon pushing hardware, Call of Duty type shit, streaming across a box to a tablet that's not attached to the box. You know? Well, think about it like this. Current networks are going at gigabit per second, but that's internal. Oh, if the mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not talking about the feasibility of it. I know that's a long way away. I, I, no, no, no. Not, it, it may not be a long way away. I mean, I don't know how to crunch the numbers down in terms of bits per second. But if you think about it, if <clears throat> if the Wii U console was communicating with the Wii U controller at a gigabit per second. It could very well be feasible to stream the screen data and processing and all of that stuff, uh, like do all the processing on the console and update the display. Well, it won't be 1080p. It'd be what a 6.2 inch display, maybe at 720. Okay, right. And even 720p would be pretty reasonable to do on a uh, maybe even on 100 meg per second. It'd probably be very late on 100 meg second. Right. But a gigabit, I'd say it's very feasible. But not on no Bluetooth shit. Bluetooth right, that's what I was going to ask. Do we know what it is? And I think it's still Bluetooth. Yeah. But it's doing it yeah. now. You know? <laughs> it ain't Bluetooth. It can't be. Bluetooth is like 11 megs a second or maybe less. I guess. I don't know. But I don't I don't know. It's Maybe it's not Bluetooth. But I, I f- then how is it going to sync up with, I guess maybe it has Bluetooth and whatever new. Right. It, it would have to have Bluetooth and uh, Wi-Fi. Maybe it may have two Wi-Fi um receivers built in, one for internet and one for the right. internal communication. All right. But yeah, I, I'm not talking so much about the feasibility of whether, like, when I when I you know when I say whether or not it's pie in the sky, I'm really I'm really talking about like the fact that you know Nintendo could be pushing out an idea that people didn't either didn't really think about or didn't think it was um practical just yet. And they're pushing this idea mm-hmm. of I have a tablet and all of my hardware, like all of my dynamic content that is very hard to render, that requires r- robust PC level hardware, well, not PC, but you know, robust hardware to calculate, mm-hmm. is now being streamed over to a tablet. And that's more impressive than just watching a movie on a tablet or looking at my email update dynamically on my tablet or playing. It's certainly much more impressive. Right. Or playing a flash game or, or, or a PopCap game on my tablet. No, this is hardcore stuff, right? And so then, um, you know, I start thinking about if this idea becomes something that's like, and for lack of a better word, I'll say something that's acceptable. And I shouldn't even say, I should say, like, something that people think, oh, yeah, totally practical, totally like, yeah, yeah, we could do this now. Um, then 
that that expands on to, to PCs, to other consoles, to to televisions. You know, again, back to the whole like the wireless television that can take a video game, um, that can take video game you know data and and render it without needing a wire. Right. And and not be connected by a wire. Right. And then you know making all this stuff a re- making it making a wireless world truly a reality. Um, and then thinking about like, oh, I'm a Pixar animator, right? And I can go into this boardroom and I don't have to bring my entire laptop to show you what, you know, what I'm, you know, what I'm designing and what I'm rendering. And I don't have to like limit myself to still shots of what I'm rendering on my iPad. Like I can actually do all the calculation in real time, hit a button on my tablet and it'll render and it'll stream all that data in real time to, you know, what I'm showing to you in the boardroom or I can adjust things on the fly in real time. And, and you know, my PC in my office will calculate all those numbers, but the tablet will show it without, you know, without me having to wait and without lag, you know, or people engineers using AutoCAD or whatever, all this type of stuff, you know, where even if it's possible, Nintendo is bringing it to the forefront. Even if motion control was possible, Nintendo was the one to put it out in the forefront, even though, you know, touchscreen, Devices without any buttons seemed ludicrous. Apple brought it to the forefront and made it a reality. And so it takes a company, it, it takes a, a person or a company or a concept that is kind of acceptable to the mainstream for other researchers and developers to realize, hey, we can push this even farther, even further. I'm sorry, I used the wrong word, further distance. Mm-hmm. You know. And so that's what my kind of hope with Wii U is that they take this and they they take this concept that people are like, yeah, that seems cool, but can we really do it? And say, no we can do it and people want it and you know that that's that's what i'm more excited about with this is totally not very little to do with actual nintendo video games and more to do with where this pushes but more about the technology the public receiving technology right where where technology gets pushed forward and i think that's what's the most fascinating thing about this for me um mm-hmm. but I, i've you know for me i've still got plenty of wii games to play. I've, I've got plenty of ps2 games to play you know i can I, I i won't wait but i can wait you know for this stuff mm-hmm. um but I mean, yeah. Like, like overall, what are your what are your thoughts on 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 just where Wii U is taking things? Like, do you, do you think that maybe it could spark something, or do you think maybe the last so called great thing that to come out of this industry was motion control, and now it's kind of, eh? Where can we go from here? Motion. I'm sorry, motion control in 3D. <laughs> uh, I have a combination of feelings like that. Like, Wii U doesn't bring anything absolutely new to the table. But it expands upon things that we already do. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, it's not as big of an impact as we was back in 06. And it's mm. strange to know that, uh, you know, we is technically almost five years old. It'll be five years old in November. It's interesting that and, you say that. Oh, keep going. I, know, I'm just, I was just muttering. But. Mm-hmm. And it's traditionally, it has gone through its life cycle. Um, Sony is, I think, the only console that explicitly places a ten-year life cycle on their con on their consoles. Right. I don't think Microsoft does that. Well, it, re- um, it remains it remains to, to be seen because they've only had one console. True. Technically. So, um, so with Nintendo, they they have established a five-year life cycle, and while that has occurred, I feel like it it's too soon for another console, but at the same time, it's right on time. And at the same time, it's they're iterating, but they're also doing something very new, right? Just with how you conduct your 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 gaming. So now it's like 
it's hard to explain for me, like to answer the question as to whether the the greatest recent evolution of gaming has been motion sensing. I think that <clears throat> that is, uh, and what we use doing is instead of changing how you play the game, or should I say how you interact with your console, it's more now changing the manner in which you are playing the game. It, it changes the accessibility. It changes the the ability. It increases the amount of places that you're able to play, and it increases the amount of ways that you're able to play with people who don't ordinarily play. Uh, the interactivity between the Wii remotes and the Wii U and the ideas that can spawn off of that, uh, I think, are going to be plenty. Uh, unfortunately, I also think that it's going to result in a lot of shovelware. Yeah. Just that that ability to uh, take something that's already been done with Wii and then just add a fifth element to it. Because now you, you can have five-player games as opposed to four-player games. Right. Uh, and the fifth player would be the one with the Wii U controller. And then there's the question of the Wii U controller itself. Uh, how much is that controller going to be? Yeah, uh, uh, how is much it, is that, how much is that be... thing going to freaking cost? Right. Are there going to be two player games for Wii U that use two Wii U controllers only? Right. Are there going to be four player Wii U games that use four Wii U controllers? And how exactly are you going to, uh, create a game that's going to be unique and not just be a game like, oh, four swords? Uh, you take four swords and you, you put that on Wii U and now you got four big ass, well, they're not big, but four big ass controllers with tablet screens and everybody's doing something, da 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 da. Oh, um, on the screen, on the tablet. This, this makes me remember one of the things about the Sony press conference that I thought was kind of cool, that I thought was kind of cool and forgot to talk about. Um, did you see the weird new 3D TV that is actually a two player TV? I did not. I think that happened before I uh, I joined. So what what happens is, and and if you already saw this, stop me. But well, no, for other people listening out there. So what happens is, there's a TV for gaming, and it comes with I think two sets of glasses or whatever, and and you're sitting on the couch. One set of glasses displays one angle of the TV, and the other set of glasses displays the other angle. So you can theoretically have you can theoretically get rid of split screen play and still have local multiplayer for two people. Hmm. I think that's pretty cool. Now the question is, can the PlayStation technology render that and keep up the solid frame? Probably can. Depending on how intense the game is. Probably. You know? But I think that the PlayStation hardware uh is is very capable. Right. Ideally it you is. know, in terms of like the cell processor and everything like that. Yeah, yeah, I guess, and I, I mean, it does already do 3D, but so does the three. Uh, it's it's weird, but like that, I I find that very interesting, and it, it I was reminded of that because we were talking about the Wii U and its controller and providing different views and stuff. So, I, I all I all I want to make sure of is that it doesn't become another first generation DS where it was like, now you have a map, and now yeah. <laughs> now you have two big buttons that are extra, or now you have an inventory screen, and I know that it's not that that stuff is not bad. Those are good things, but those it's just not great. But right, and well, regardless of whether or not it's great, those aren't th- those aren't the reasons to get excited about the the technology. You know, it's like yeah, which is exactly what I mean. Right, I, it's like it's like what I was saying about like the Eagle Vision for in every single game. It's it's a great mm-hmm. thing, but it's nothing to get excited about because it's like, you know, it's like it's it's an sometimes you very very rarely get excited about the necessities, and you get more excited about like the things that are just fun and cool. 
you know and this type of thing is like right. like you know map is great but you know show us something that makes us really want this thing um so and i, I think that that opportunity uh will probably be uh at the end of the year <clears throat> if nintendo does their own like show which they're probably not but uh, who knows it may come back next e3 uh, it may not be out before next e3 right. and it may come out uh at the next e3 with some serious content and then maybe launching shortly after right I mean, that would be some ill hype to have it come to e3 and but yo guess you know, what no two one's weeks? really seen it huh like, guess what two weeks here it is yeah like two weeks from now or even like you know Next Tuesday, everyone will be able to play this, that, that, right. that, 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 and then they got all this third-party support. But then, uh, yeah, who knows if that's if the um, if the hype may die down, it may be too late. Right. I don't know. I don't know what things going to look like for the end of the year. I mean, you've got a lot of good Wii games and 3DS games coming out for holiday and sometime this year and early 2012. Uh, the PS3 and the 360 are not really doing anything new in terms of something that would blow Wii U out of the water. Um, so they may they may be able to afford to wait until next May or June and set their release around the the E3. The e- the e three the e three the you know Mortal they're Kombat. pretenders but this is the e three like the real the three the three three emoto um um I did want to like touch lightly on the other like the non Wii U things at the Nintendo conference okay um like the three DS stuff um the I I like the fact that they're coming out with a 3D platforming Mario game for the 3DS. I kind of am a little uh, upset or disappointed that, um, a little disappointed slash upset that it's basically just a 3D Mario game on, you know, on 3DS. Like it's not nothing, not anything like truly new. Uh, but then at the same time, there are other games that are like most of the games that they've shown are games that we've seen already. Just like now in 3D, like Paper Mario, which they didn't really show at the show, but they have a trailer for. Uh, it's Paper Mario just in 3D. Uh, there's Mario Kart, which is Mario Kart in 3D. Uh, yeah, I I want to see more new stuff, right. but I just keep seeing stuff that I've seen before, just like in 3D. And then there's Skyward Sword, which they didn't really do too much. They they didn't pay too much attention to it. It was just like yeah, it's this still is coming Skyward out. Sword. Yeah, it's here. It's coming out. And uh, they really didn't do anything else. Yeah, and that, that's and that's Nintendo. I mean, that's why when I start to think about oh, Call of Duty, too many. Oh, Halo, too many. Oh, you know, Assassin's Creed. Well, I can never say too many Assassin's Creed because I love it. Mm-hmm. But it's like you know what? As a Nintendo fan, they're actually much worse about it than other companies are. So I'm not going to complain. <laughs> you know, um, I I didn't. I I don't know what it is, but I didn't get really too excited about the 3DS stuff. I didn't dislike it, but I just I was just like, okay, cool. Probably because I'm of the bitter mindset that this should have been out in March. <laughs> you know, that stuff should True. have been there in March. So like again, retroactively m- making up for your fuck ups. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder how I wonder how all this will leave you know the Wii itself. Um, because I know that 
they said that everything is backwards compatible, and I wonder if they're going to make Wii U games that make use of the Wii controller. So how do they do that where it's going to be a 1080... I think they're supposed to. Right, but what I'm saying is it's going to be a 1080p game, and you must have the Wii controller. So it's a Wii U Uh-oh. game, but it's a Wii game. Mm. And so how do you how do you tell the audience, hey, make sure that you have these Wii controller things, um, but also make sure that you have a Wii U? Because it's not going to work with your old Wii, but it's not going to work without your old Wii stuff. <laughs> you know? It, this, you're talking, like, say, to people who happen to not have a Wii? Um, or are you talking to people who have a Wii and they may have just put that in a box and put it away or they sold it? No, I'm, ta- no, I'm talking about I'm talking about if I put a 1080p game out on, on – if I put out a Wii U game that re- yeah. that is a motion control game that requires you to have Wii remotes – for for any for people for the for for certain people who don't have a Wii right or put or, or or I guess right you're right I'm I guess I'm talking to the people who put it away or don't have a Wii or whatever but just you know just having that market confusion there of is this a Wii game or is this a Wii U game and it's like well no it's a Wii U game but you have to have the Wii controllers it's like well mm-hmm. do, you know what I mean because then then like if you only have a Wii you might get confused and you'd be like oh this thing uses a Wii remote and it's like well no you have to have the new Wii well oh shit I wonder well, I if they're that. gonna do that then because there's no way to substitute. The Wii U, uh, the Wii uh, feel because of the remote. You know, you can do things with the remote that you can't do with the Wii U controller because it's Wii U exactly. controller, two-handed controller, exactly. and it doesn't have the button layout and things like that. So you can't just say uh, you can use the Wii remote or you can use the Wii U controller. It has to be you must use the Wii remote because that's right. the way it's going to feel. They, they, Unless it's a Wii remote nunchuck game, which you can duplicate. Yeah, and if they do that, they really got to kind of. Uh, display that on the box like you know on the back of the yeah. on the back of Wii boxes they're like okay this one requires a nunchuck no this time around if they're going to continue to support the Wii they really need to like make it really prominent like yo this is a Wii U game and you fucking need a Wii remote or this is not yeah. a Wii U game you don't need a Wii remote and you can't play it with the tablet that's I don't know I, you know my opinion they're going to drop all Wii support like within a year kind of like what they did with the Well they're you you do know that they're not making well, Miyamoto is not making any more Wii games, right? Um, but I mean, like third party. I, I don't know. I just feel like I feel like all that support. I basically I don't ever feel that Nintendo will ever follow, and I wish they would, but I don't think they'll ever follow the Sony model of saying like, "Yo, we're all about PlayStation Three right now." But like three years into the PS Three life, we're still supporting and publishing PS Two games and putting them out there and selling PS right. Twos. You know, GameCube died. It yeah, died. Nintendo Sixty Four died. It died. You know. Mm-hmm. So. But anyway, anything else before we beat the horse to death and I go work? I think the horse has been beaten <laughs> well beyond death. You know what else can be beaten to death? Places that uh, we can be found. You can find each one of us at drygames.net on the internet. Al, where can we find you? Where do you live? I live in various places, I guess. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, twitter.com slash dredmage. Twitter.com slash dredmage. Um, there's xlm2k blogspot.com which I'll update sometime and what about your band oh yeah I have a band and uh, he has a band that site is uh, rocafuertemusica.com r-o-c-a.com f-u-e-r-t-e musica with ne at the end mm-hmm dot com mm-hmm 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 so and you can find their album Vuelo Letal which means Lethal Flight I learned that because Al knows Spanish Very on the barely. amazon.com Barely <laughs> Amazon.com MP3 downloads list. Make sure to, that make sure that you choose MP3 downloads. There's or other you won't places find it. too. Well, iTunes, 
uh, Spotify, Zune, uh, supposed to be Rhapsody, but who knows. Uh, anywhere where your digital media is served, you should find us. Excellent. Pete, where do you live? Twitter.com slash Riven. That's R-Y-V-V-N. R-Y-V-V-N. And if you like don't you... alcoholics talking about video games and movies, you should follow me on Twitter. Follow <laughs> him on Twitter at ryvvn.com slash twitter.net. That's yes. the only place I live. No, no other place That's the only place to live. No other place is important. Okay. And you can find me, obviously, at Mr. Chupon on Twitter. It's at Mr. Chupon with an O, not a zero. Uh, you can also, obviously, visit us at trygames.net at trygames.net, which we rarely update, but one day I will. Uh, you can also visit me at www.sharkversusoctopus.com, uh, which is nonsense and has nothing to do with video games, but it could. Uh, and that's all the places that I live. Email, 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 email. Email us at mailbag at trygames.net, M-A-I-L-B-A-G at trygames.net, or you could spell it the wrong way, M-A-L-E. And you can also visit friends of the site. You can visit our friend Maurice at everyonelovesdinosaurs.com, the other Austin out in the world because there are only two of us, and we're both awesome at austindlight.com. Light is spelled the, pro- the appropriate way, like a light bulb. And you can visit... Brian Fishman, friend of the site, doctor, and he will save your fucking life as long as you go to his blog, which is called drfishypants.com. Also friend of the site, we've got James Dendy Connor at www.gamesjames.com. That's www.gamesjames.com. Not just one game, but multiple games. And there's also our friend Alex and Gary from That Game Podcast, which is conveniently www.thatgamepodcast.com. And that's where you can find us. <laughs> Is that a forced fake laugh? Yes. Nah. But this one's real. Now that's real. Okay. Uh, wow, this episode went for 316. Well, that's my timestamp. It will be edited down. Yeah, minus 316 too, but there's a lot of chop in the middle. 316. It'll probably go to three. Steve Austin, 316. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, you know where to find us now. Um, any questions or comments about E3? Your thoughts on, on the consoles? Do you hate it? Do you love it? Send them, us, send them in. We want to hear them. We want to talk about them. We want to mock you. Um... And uh, here's to continuing. Here's continuing. Here's continuing to hope that Pete's internet gets better. And here's also another congratulations for Al's little bun in the oven. Hey. So, any last words? Any last thoughts? Before we sign off? Um. No, 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 no. Boring. No, no. Boring. But cool. Yeah, yeah. So for Pete. Internet. For Al. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. know. I didn't even hear my name mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. I have been your host, Kaz Hirai, making a tie joke, and then Jack Tretton responding with a Ridge Racer joke in the press conference. Did you hear that? Yes, I oh, did. That was great because, like, the entire crowd was like, "Oh, yeah. burn!" Okay, we're out. I did too. <laughs> we're out. Farting titties.